I am joined with Taylor. Yo. <coughs> and Jones. What it do? There we go. Alright, boys, how are you guys doing? I'm uh, still sick, still coughing my lungs out, but I'm okay for the most part. I've been choking for weeks at this point. Yeah, <laughs> literally, about to, yeah, it's about to hit two weeks. It's just fucking cold, man. I fucking hate it. <clears throat> I feel it. And what about you, Jones? I've been catching up in the world besides trying to save this dumbass princess yet again in Legend of Zelda. Ah. I hate to tell you this, Jones, but she's in another castle. Oh, damn. Man, look, <laughs> look, look more, I'm yeah. tired of being blue-balled here. <laughs> Just in a shit ton of other places. Look, and, and with the way how this story goes for this game, shit, that's an understatement. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel any better, Jones? I'm currently going through the process of right now finally beating Breath of the Wild. Though I'm still debating if I should go collect all 900 fucking Korok no. seeds. Don't no. do that. Please don't. Even even though I bought the uh, little guidebook officially from Nintendo and it has a map of all those Korok seeds, fuck that shit. <laughs> you don't even, you don't even uh, actually max out fully on everything even if you... Uh, well, actually, no. I think you do. This is the fact that all the extra Korok seeds is just for just inventory for space. Have. Yeah, it's just inventory space. Well, I'll, uh, the reason why I'm debating even more so now is because you told me in Tears of the Kingdom they actually upped the amount. No, True. it's different. It's not the same. It's not the same. Okay. No. Okay. You don't have to collect them. Okay, thank goodness. Because like they upped the amount of Korok seeds, you motherfuckers. There's a there's a different thing this is a different thing associated with them. Okay, that's good at least. I like to see what it is. Well, I'll deal with it once I actually have the money for it. Because right now a friend of mine, um, well, uh, he got he helped me get some stuff uh, for my mom when she comes to visit. Jones knows what I'm talking about. <clears throat> yep. Um, and he also got me Street Fighter Six, so I'm excited to play that on my days off. Hey, bet. I'm gonna make. Uh, I decided I'm gonna make uh, Kiryu from Yakuza in it. That's fair. I think that's fair. The game is pretty much kind of just that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna name him Baki Metai. <laughs> but beyond that, <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, I've been doing too much. Oh, me and Jones played a little bit of Lethal League Blaze. Um, that hey. was that was fun. Uh, Getting caught up back into it, like, again, like, oh, this is great, great music, great soundtrack, gameplay is very simple, but also very heavily competitive. I went two rounds with him, perfect his ass, out of nowhere, like, fuck. Jones was getting mad. so much. <laughs> I hated it so much, and I'm so mad that the timing on that game is so fucking hard to get down, just to knock something back. Well, I mean, that's the whole <clears> point. <throat> yep. Fuck that. pick up the master. Yep, that's why... Uh, it is a fighting game. It is a fighting <laughs> game, technically, but it's uh, easier to pick up because you ought to get the timing at least right once. That's all you gotta do. You guys <clears throat> just went to this after you guys ditched a uh, dive kick. Look at y'all. I didn't dip. I didn't dip? What are you talking about? No, I'm just saying in general because like I don't even hear, hear or see much about dive kick like that. And I'm like, did y'all even up like up any like new characters? Has there any, any been any updates or anything like that? Yeah, I'm kick? pretty sure. I'm pretty sure dive kick is done. <clears throat> like they finished that game years ago at this point. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, just for aesthetic sakes, like you guys haven't added like any new character designs or any new. It's uh, nothing. Yeah, when it's done, it's done. There's nothing to add. <laughs> exactly. And how long has that game been out? It's been 
damn near over 10 years at this point. That's what I'm saying. That game is done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like you're not hearing the point of it is done. Like, no, I am. It's just that you guys keep playing the same one. It's been 10 years. I mean, I know there's nothing to update gameplay-wise, but at least say, somewhere after a while, you're just being like, okay, I'm tired of looking at this Are new things coming same... out from Mortal Kombat X or Street Fighter 4? Ultra Street Fighter 4? But, I mean, you had different characters and uh, costumes and everything to, like, let it last that long. It's also an indie it, title. They, I don't expect them the same capacity yeah, as AAA they just Studios. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> same like, thing with Skullgirls, if you want to say that at this point. Yeah, but Skullgirls has a whole studio, and they're making multiple games. I don't know what else they're, like, the studio for Divekick is making. Uh, one true <clears throat> one true game studios, it's a very small uh, independent studio. An independent collective of competitive gamers. Also, Skullgirls did... Actually, Skullgirls was finished, and then they came back because the company still existed and saw how much people loved the game and still wanted it to be around. So they said... With, literally, with um, Skullgirls, they had a bunch of stuff that they was like, well, we did have a bunch <clears> of things that we left on the cutting room floor that a bunch of fans want to see in the game. So we could just do that. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I think this isn't part of the name. One True Game Studios. I think it was just a bunch of fans who came together to make the one fun game... And never do anything else afterwards. That's really oh it. My. Oh my god. That kick's just one, done. One of those type of people, Jesus. Yeah. I mean the last game that they made was back in twenty nineteen, which was Dive Kick, the one and only game, and that is it. <clears throat> I mean, if they're listening to this podcast and you're making something else, hit us up. We'd actually like to hear more of what you're working on next. For sure. But <laughs> as far as I know, I don't think there's anything else they've worked on. <laughs> Whereas, like, um, Lab Zero, which it's no longer Lab Zero now. It's all Yeah, the the, uh, um, that whole debacle. Yeah, but they went on to make uh, Indivisible, and that was the next game they were working on just straight up. And you're like, okay, I know what they're doing. <laughs> exactly, and then these guys, I'm like, you don't even hear much. And I'm like, you guys got supported in EVO multiple years like we said, and in different tournaments, like, just, as a main that event. That was it. They finished up, but that was it. They're like, all right, we're done. Yeah. We're out. <laughs> it was a fun little They probably put everything they wanted to put in the game. Like, there yeah. was nothing else to add. So they were like, we're gone. To be totally honest, it's also Dive Kick. It's not exactly a deep fighting game to begin with. I mean, yeah, again, it's I know it's not, but, it, but just yeah. looking at the same characters again and again and again in 10 years, I'm like, that's fine and all, but no cut, no, no, you, no, no, Jones. You I mean, say, to be fair, no, Jones. Marvel versus Capcom is like getting new characters. I was gonna like, say that, like, Jones, how many fighting in. games has released over the years <laughs> that still have the same fucking main cast roster every single entry, no matter what? Uh, and for that's example, what I've been saying this. <clears throat> for example, Mortal Kombat, every single one will always have Scorpion and Sub Zero, no matter no, I mean, the fucking it's, what. It's not the, it's not the same mm-hmm. on, on that kind of way, but like, I mean, like, it's more like when a game is done being made, like when they are finished with it, like finished, they're finished with it. Like, there's no updates to be made. There's no characters that they have to put in or want to put in or work on or anything like that. They're, they're not like they're Brawlhalla with the game. constantly make crossover skins. Yeah, it's just, that's it. It's like, there's no, it's like, like I said with Skullgirls, Skullgirls had characters that got voted on and put in the game, but there was still a ton of characters that didn't make it. So, like, when people go like, we really like Skullgirls, Skullgirls is kind of having a resurgence, and the game studio still exists, and they look at that and go like, I mean, I guess we could just make a couple more characters since people are still playing it, right? Like, we have a list of characters that we haven't touched. It's like, uh, but when Mortal Kombat goes, yeah, no, this is the last DLC character. We'll be making another game now. Mortal Kombat X is not getting updates. Nope. Mortal Kombat game. 9 has not gotten an update in like a long time. Like, it, it's done. 
if we had a tournament about Mortal Kombat 9, it'd be with these people. Mm-hmm. Mortal I'm, Kombat, and, uh, not even Mortal Kombat, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is having a resurgence right now. Mm-hmm. That game was done, done. That game was so done, a new game came out. <laughs> yeah, but the new game was ass. People didn't like it. And then people didn't like what it was, I guess, really aesthetically and what the roster was so mm-hmm. much that they just was like, we're just going to pluck the characters out of this game and put it back in three, and then we're just going to add our own roster to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, the studio has nothing to do with this. It's completely modders just being like, fuck it. We'll just exactly. make Marvel Capcom what, better. <laughs> and that's like the whole point that I was trying to get across to is the fact that there has been none of that. There has been no mods. There has been nothing from the developers themselves. They're and I'm like, I find that mods, really weird. None of I the don't... stuff from Marvel vs. Capcom is from any of the developers. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's not like it's just i know it's not it's just like straight mods right now like seeing cyclops um <laughs> fucking uh have sea viper and yeah but that's like someone fan, else moves in like, there that's what i'm saying like that's fan made stuff that's people who like the game so much that they and capcom's not doing anything with it that they said fuck it we'll just make it exactly marvel vs capcom better but marvel vs capcom is a series that like has been struggling for a while because of the fact that like we want more they just don't make more and mm-hmm. there's a constant fervor for people to play more of marvel versus capcom just that and they don't they don't keep up with that there is no fervor in that way for dive kick dive kick just exists we enjoy it everyone has fun memories and enjoys playing it you could always just play dive kick yeah nothing stopping you from just picking it's like it up the original Nidho- it. it's like the original it's like the first nidhogg game people will be yeah like there's nothing yeah, to add to nidhogg you just play it again there was, there is yeah, no sequel. No. There is no sequel. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, just, that there's no sequel. No, I'm denying the existence of the sequel. Nidhogg really no, no sequel. Sequel. Two can go. No, no, no. He's correct. There's no sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, it's in that same vein. Like, no one's modding. I'm pretty sure no one's modding Nidhogg, um, one, <clears throat> to have different move sets or different things in it, right? Like, they don't have different characters or different colors or anything. Maybe they might have different colors as a mod, but like. It's something that is, like, it is fine as it is. And that's just kind of it. Like, no one's really trying to add more to it. There's no need to add anything else to it. To, and re- Divekick's not really exploding. No, like, because... Skullgirls had a resurgence, yeah. right? Like, people was, like... Like, Skullgirls <clears throat> community existed, and then people were like, damn, I really do like Skullgirls. Like, Sonic Fox did as well as he get, did. And they said, where did you start from? And he was like, oh, yeah, I used to play in the Skullgirls tournaments. And people were like, Skullgirls? I remember that game and then just went back to it because it's fire. <laughs> and so that's why Lab Zero was like, we'll just add things because they were already working on stuff that would technically kind of like cross over with it anyway. Like Indivisible is basically a fighting game, but like it's an RPG. <laughs> like all the stuff, that all the same techniques that they're using to make Indivisible, they're using basically and uh, they would have been using to, to do Skullgirl stuff. So it wasn't like a, a hard shift for them to be like, oh yeah, we're an indie company that's working on this and just go like, I guess we could just add more characters, right? Because we have those. Like I've said it enough times, it was like they have them. But um, there's nothing like that for Dive Kick. There is nothing like that for Dive Kick. I, it's not getting a resurgence. Yeah. It's not. The, I make the, the correlation. Like said, the some of the, yeah. I, I usually <laughs> make the correlations that like that's. Um, um, the, the the how deep the combat is because dive kick is a very simple fighting game. It is a very simple yeah. fighting game. <laughs> it's a very simple one, but it's because it's so simple. It's not really much depth you can do unless you really want to go into the code and really remake the entire fucking game. There's not really much a reason to to really go into it unless it's like a big fan base thing. Example that Amani still hates just just for fun uh, is um, them fighting herds. <laughs> 
a deep <laughs> fighting game. It's really good. Um, it has a lot of mod and customization in terms of color and costumes for the characters involved because there's a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheek references in that in that game. To be fair though, that game is still in development. Like it actually hasn't finished. It hasn't it's not finished, gone. but you get my like, point. I mean, like the yeah, like they're still making characters for that. They're still putting stuff out mm-hmm. because like its lifespan <clears> isn't finished. Whereas like Dive Kick is, it's been ten plus years. I think its lifespan finished a while. Only ago. nine years. <laughs> like, like, I remember it's... them days of seeing that shit on Dark Side Phil, and again, Team Spook watching Team Spooky uh old fights and streams <coughs> and shit. Like um, I remember. I remember the days. My like again, my like currently is in a really good spot right now. That like as a fighter game is um, your only move is hustle. They had to change the name, but your only move is hustle is a uh, is a good one. Um, because even though they're still currently working on the game and kind of making it work, uh, as much as they can, the mod scene for it is crazy because they're like, well, the art style is stick figures. <laughs> All I need to know is. Frame data, how to animate stick figures, <laughs> um, and you can kind of just put anyone you want in there as long as you have the move set. Because as long as you just kind of look at it and go like, "I think I know who that is," right? Like you, it works. <laughs> it's not like uh, well, it's because of the, uh, how games like that. Well, stick figures obviously for it, but um, another one is that depends on the complexity of them adding the mechanics into the game. But it's not like um, was it uh. Rivals of Aether, where people are able to make their own mechanics of certain character types put into the game, uh, just like that, where it's easier to create a character. Yeah, Rivals of Aether apparently has, like, a super... Big modding community. It has a modding community, but I remember it being, like... uh, Like, they are super about allowing you to create your own character, but it's not easy. Like it's not it's, easy, it's, but it's like doable. not easy by yeah. any means. No, but like, it's, it's, it's like it's doable versus simpler sim- versus simply like trying to make a brand new character from the bones of Ultimate Marvel yeah. Capcom Three. Like I guess the <clears throat> the best way I can I was like trying to explain this is like it has a character creator embedded in the system, but like it is not meant for the casual person to create. No, no, a no, fighting no. game character. It is it is meant for <laughs> it is it is directly a tool. For modders to be like, yo, have fun, right? Like, do your thing. We know you'll do it. So here, pretty much, um, which I think is really cool. It's just unfortunate that it's it can't be. I mean, there's like not a more casual I, version of it. I mean, you're know getting to I mean? the like, concept of creating it. a balanced fighting character for a fi- uh, official fighting game. Um, yeah. <laughs> on the developer side, that's one thing. On from the casual audience side, that is a whole different whole conversation. Other thing. Yeah. <clears throat> You'd have to balance the character creator in itself and what they're using. And and, bal- and tweaking it is the hardest thing, especially since balance is the biggest key to any fighting game there is. Which I guess that's the deal, is that it's like, <clears throat> hey, they just gave them enough freedom to do whatever they want. And by giving them enough freedom to do whatever they want, it is now complicated because mm-hmm. you can do anything. You can literally start from any any point. Like, for, for example... completely from scratch. Yeah. I was going to say, for example... um. Uh, one of the fun, one of the most broken characters in the modern community for Rivals of Aether is fucking Ronald McDonald. <laughs> he just got good frame traps, don't he? <laughs> oh no, he has area wide uh, kill um, kill moves. His Ew. his right smash wipes the whole screen. That's that's, that's gross. I never said they were fair. I'm just saying that's the, that's how people have made. So. No, I, I mean I get it. They've made some crazy ones, but that is gross. A hitbox <laughs> that is just the whole screen. That is disgusting. Yeah, uh, I think it's like a French fry that takes like um 
not the whole screen, but like half the screen, and like it's like mostly half the, stage. Un- half the stage, and it's almost unavoidable. And that's your right smash. Like, yeah, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's just you just put out a hitbox, and it's like anything here is hitting a hit. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what else have you guys been messing around with? What else you guys been playing? Uh, Halo Blaze does need more stuff though. Like you guys were talking about it initially, and I was just like. That's a game that I would like to see more characters just, you know, mm-hmm. show up in. But I think uh, Leaf League Blaze is in the same kind of situation where it's just it's just done. Actually, I'm dumb. I know why there's no more Leaf League Blaze characters. Bomb, bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Exactly. They're, just... <laughs> they're probably going to be in that game. If they're not in that game, yo. Team Reptile. <clears throat> like, listen to me. Listen to the voice that's coming through to me right now. I feel like you are already on it. But I'm gonna be really weirded out if none of the Lethal League Blaze characters are in Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I'm gonna be really weirded out by that. I mean, there's one <laughs> character from Lethal League Blaze that should automatically be in Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Her name is fucking yeah, Jet. Jet. Yeah. Jet should be there by default. I personally <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. How is she just not? So I don't know. Like granted, we just don't know we still got a we still got a couple of months but until I'm, the release. I'm just kind of saying it's like August can't come quick I feel enough, man. It really can't. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, I just feel like it'd be it would behoove you guys to maybe put it in there because it makes sense to put them in there. But if you don't and you want to keep separated, I understand. But like, why? <laughs> <laughs> this man's on his knee, hands on his hands and knees, begging why. Why? I really like Jet. I really like Jet. I like a lot of those characters. Technically, a lot of them fit in the game anyway because it's not um, all of Walmart Cyberpunk is not just skate. Mm-hmm. Like you're not just on skates. You're on yeah. bikes. bikes. You're doing straight boards. up parkour. Yeah. Yeah. Boards. Like you're doing a bunch of different stuff on it. So it's like you don't have to have them on some skates. They could just be running on walls and stuff. They could just be doing crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, one last thing fun. I'll mention for me, for me and Jones specifically. We tr- um, besides playing Liz League Blaze, and we also played a bit of Cuphead. We're finally getting to that game. It's you know, it's a rage game. It's breaking our minds a lot of the time. <laughs> but uh, one thing that just severely pissed us off, and we just finally finally killed it. Um, we blame EA for this. Dead Space Three. We fi- I've given up on trying to play we that online. Killed Dead Space Three. <laughs> that might be a. <laughs> Might be the title. <laughs> Alright, so what was what's the review after the spec? Like what's the retrospective, I guess, on Dead Space Three? Jones? Oh my god. <laughs> um coming <laughs> off the fall in of, of the usual uh fallacy of EA with visceral games, just rushing this game out just because essentially you want to make more money. Um let's say combat wise it definitely sucks mm-hmm. because it relies too much on your creativity and creating weapons, but at the same time, it doesn't give you the right. I don't want to say maybe RNG luck for which parts or RNG, which chips that you actually RNG need. is indeed part of it when it comes to the crafting stuff, which is again a really dumb addition to the game. Yeah, so that's fair. no one really <laughs> likes that one. Yeah, so it's really hard what exactly you would would be like the best thing to do to actually enjoy the game because just speaking from my own personal experience and just me trying to experiment just a little bit with what we had 
yeah, no, I don't even know how the fuck I even survived this long without uh, Pele because my weapons stats were ass, and I was just trying to make sure, okay, I can have enough just for, you know, ammo in the clip or make sure I can at least do enough damage when a more powerful Necromorse comes out. Mm-hmm. No, it was still damn near like maybe two, three times the damage needed to take it out. Sure, I had enough ammo in the clip, but it don't mean anything. Oh, yeah. And the fact... I was gonna mention. Oh, I was gonna mention like yes. So unlike the previous Dead Space games, where all, every gun has their own type of ammo type, no, it's a shared ammo for every single gun. Yeah, I remember yeah. that being a thing. <clears throat> so with with that too, there's like literally no point in you having any type of variety of weapons. You can just create just whatever what the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll, so essentially, you end up being the most powerful gun is the one you create uh, on it. You pretty much only where you have to use it. You can switch out some other features like having a full auto gun or a shotgun or Tesla gun, stuff like that, but they're not as fun as you think they are. Essentially, it just comes down uh, down to like sticking with the most powerful one and just using it. For me, that was a mix. Of th- Actually, no. Uh, I-, I didn't even forego having a secondary attachment. I just used the fucking plasma cutter half the time. That makes sense because the plasma <clears throat> cutter is the best gun in the game regardless, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of. Pretty. That's just kind of how the plasma cutter works. And... Even though uh, me personally, I just wanted to have fun with the uh, what, what what was the weapon with the uh, what was it the ripsaw mm-hmm. uh, type weapon? <clears throat> as much as I would want to use that just to save ammo as well, because <clears throat> as frivolous as they give it to you, you can spin it up just as quick. But no, even that is just a pain in the ass to try to find, especially for the weapon parts. And I don't even think I don't even think you'll be able to even get as powerful as a weapon that you want with just one playthrough which if that's what they were probably trying to do to supplement for replayability then that was an ass part on their, I, on their well, side replayability too. is just the fact that you could play in co-op and you can play one side or the other because there's two campaigns technically speaking mm, not exactly no. not really things, things okay. happen differently Depending it's on who you are. Not okay. So mm. this is the full breakdown. Um, you still play the entire story. It follows Isaac Clark and everything. The only extra things was actually is actually the cooler part of the whole campaign is if you play through Carter's um storyline, which actually gets really creepy in a bit. But it's all side stuff that really doesn't play too much in the main part of the story. Carter still appears in the cutscene if you play a single player at times. Like where the fuck were you the entire time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pretty much. You, you get like um. <laughs> wait a minute. So like. In the context of the game, they're still like, where, where the hell are you at? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no we, we say that. No, player. we say that. He still he still acts like he's been there the entire fucking time. Um, but you're, when you're playing it by yourself, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like imagine playing okay. uh, R, uh, RE6 with Ada Wong, and you know during if you play it during co-op, you get like a random-ass agent. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a single player, they're not there, and even in the cutscenes, they're not there. It's like imagine that same thing except that the ghost character is actually in the story. Scene. Yeah, and you're looking at it being like, "Where's my backup then? <laughs> where, where my backup? When I'm no backup. You're just gym. by yourself, and then you, you, you're then you're forced out of some of those secrets because some of those secrets you're actually going to need that extra co-op partner. So you have to actually have a co-op partner mm-hmm. to get the definitive experience. Well, so, just, yeah, that's what, what I was saying is that like um, that like playing different ones changes stuff for you. So, like, if you're Carter or if you're Isaac, you're going to have a slightly different experience. For the player. So, for example, I was Carter because um, Jones was hosting the game. I had to play as Carter. Uh, There Mm -hmm. was a section in the game that actually was really cool. The audio for us, for me, completely cut out. I could not hear Jones. 
and shit was happening to me that he could not see. I was freaking the fuck out. That was cool. But the fact that you're locked up between the co-op side, and if you're ho and it depends on who's hosting the game, you may not ever get a chance to play Carter's part of the game, which is like that's a shame. That is incredible I, shame, honestly. I do feel like it, it <clears> should <throat> be an option to like, regardless of who's hoping, uh, hosting, to choose who you want to be. I think that's a that would be fair, right? Like mm -hmm. just be like, you know, I want to be Carter. I want to be um, Isaac, and then just choose vice versa. And um, there's really no merit to actually. <laughs> try to go back and do it even if you want to because at that point the person who gets away with the better experience is the person who's the second player who's not hosting yep because you don't have to you you don't have to worry about seeing those isaac clark cutscenes because that's basically the entire game that you would do if you play it by yourself mm -hmm. but if you play as the side uh the character that's with him then hey i got best of both worlds i don't have to worry about this that's fair so would you I mean, it, it counts as replayability, though, because if you play through it by yourself if, and then play through well, it. Well, it's only replayability of... if we can get the fucking online to work properly. Yeah, that's fair. That's the biggest linchpin of all of this. Someone that's already been through the game should probably be Carter, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the that's that's the <clears throat> thought process, right? If you're going mm -hmm. through the game for the first time, you should probably play as Isaac. If you're going through it for the second time, you should probably be playing Carter. And that's probably what they did when they thought about the design process on this is that but you don't get the choose two... it's all automatic oh yeah is... you you don't get the choose which is fortunate but i think what they were thinking was is just that player two is not going to play the game we're not going to host well they didn't consider internet stuff right but player two wouldn't be hosting the game right and mm -hmm. so you would assume that player two <clears throat> went through the game already and so if they're going to be drawing back they don't want to be isaac they'd rather be carter right because they've already done it so I think that's their thought process on it. I does not mean like inherently defending them. I'm just saying that I think that's what they were thinking when they were in development of the game, trying to figure out how to do this. Even but like at least even still, know. like we have examples already for prior to this with Resident Evil Five, where the story was sing singular the entire way through, and then people get to choose. The players get to choose either to play as Chris or Sheva. I was Sheva. always yeah. yeah. Just, Why don't just, just do that choice, system? Yeah. yeah. But to be fair, <clears throat> Resident Evil's always had to choose characters, like always. Always had to choose characters from the very beginning. Yes. The first one had you choose Jill or Qu uh, Chris, right? Mm -hmm. And then since ever since that game, actually, I don't want to make this mistake. Uh, has there always, because Paleo, you would know this for sure. Um, has there always been a secondary player, that you, uh, character you can play as in every Resident Evil game? Or no? No. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm talking about the small side bits because technically that would be true outside of 7. No, I'm wrong. In 7, you get to play as Mia for a brief moment. 8, you... Don't unless you count the DLC. It has the DLC though. Yeah. Um. Four, you briefly do because you get to play as it actually for a small, uh, small section. Um. Three, you get to play as Carlos. Two, you get to yeah. switch between Leon and uh, Leon and Claire. The Outbreak series, you switch between five, four different the only characters. One... It's the whole deal no, with the Outbreak no, no, series. No, no, I lied. I lied. I lied. I was about to say Co Veronica X, but that's no, like, you, never you, mind. You, you go switch, switch to Chris. Chris and Claire. Yeah. Oh, and Steve. You get to play Steve for a bit there. I forgot about that. That has three. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, three is, is Jill and Carlos. Um, no, I mean, like, that one, that one, the last one has three of them. But yeah. yeah three um, does have Jill and Carlos. Uh, zero is Rebecca and Billy. Um, yeah, no, there's not a single one, unless you count the mainstay at Resident Evil 8. No, I'm wrong. You play as Chris. I forgot about that. That In Resident Evil 8, you play as Chris. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, they they have always been adamant about there is always someone else you can play besides the main character. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, you know what? The only time I, the only time I think this is actually where they do it, if I think about this now, might be Revelations two. Revelations two also has co-op though, so it does really have co-op. That doesn't count. Um, uh, because you actually get to choose. No, no, no. I'm, you're, no, Jones, you're wrong. Because remember, it's two two groups we play. We play as Claire and Mia. And you're right. We get you're Claire, right. no, Claire and Moira, and then we get to play as Barry and. And the little girl. Yeah, I forgot her name. Was, uh, uh, yeah, Tasha. but like, no, Res that one specifically right, has even more playable characters than normal. Like, okay, if, you... if we're gonna be very specific about it, I can I can answer this. It's actually Resident Evil Survivor, the light gun for the game for the PS One. You know, we play as uh, Leon's friend. I forgot his fucking name, but it was a stupid story. But it was oh, just yeah, him. That shit. It was the, the yeah. It was one the, of the first few ones where you only get to play. Yeah, as it was the, one the first first person version of Resident Evil. Very first version. Would you want them Wait, to remake that? Besides no! That? Absolutely not. Nah, like, what if they did it, like, 8? Or, uh... Or 7? Look, 8 was a, pre was a precursor for how um, Capcom was going to do the Resident Evil 4 remake, and Resident Evil 7 was the precursor about how they was going to do, uh, the horror for Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake. That's why I like to call them, because they're technically tech demos. They are, honestly. Because the structure for eight literally just was the castle structure that was going to be put into four, as we already know how yeah. four was structured originally. It really has the same structure as four, <laughs> which is going to be it's very interesting in the next the one because if we're we're going to get a Resident Evil nine, that's that's almost a given. Um, if yeah. we're going to either get re remake of five, well, five is eventually going to get remade, but the next one might be Code Veronica X based off the survey. Please. Uh, uh, God, Arctic base. We're probably gonna get an Arctic base level, and we're probably gonna get another castle level. Something involved. If they in the do, snow. if they do do the Arctic base, I hope that they actually cut down on that a little bit more, because even though I only went through that game one time, and I God knows I need to go back to that game again, um, that was probably the most headache-inducing part of it, because the castle was majority of the game. And they'll then probably just what do else it was again. there? I don't think they'll cut down on it, but I'll probably I think they'll probably just do it better. Mm, they'll All do the it. remakes have kind of done it. They've better. done it better, but they have cut down on some stuff because even Resident yeah, Evil 4 three, remake three yeah. does have that problem. Three had that problem. Four actually does does have that problem too because they cut out a, a boss. They cut out an entire boss fight. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, you three. Remember the really U3. ugly yeah. monster in the cage uh fight in original Resident Evil Four? That 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 fight is completely gone in original four okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Why did they take that out? I mean, I guess it's fine. Because technically, <coughs> it was kind of useless in the original game because you're wondering randomly, okay, then where the fuck these cages are coming from? They're just hanging from chains, and okay. then you just suddenly have to fight this fucker. Uh, you three. I don't even think there's any like. I guess the uh, way they looked at it is just like it's kind of out of nowhere anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So. Yeah, like it it was put in there just to like as a filler real quick cuz I forgot which uh cuz that was between which uh fight. U3 was be was after the Verdugo fight. Uh no, no, no. That was after, after the Salazar fight. Uh no, Sadler. Uh yeah, Salazar fight um because you uh, Sadler was taunting you before that fight. And after was that during the island? Is it that wrong that I actually really like RE3 remake though? I mean, nice like, too. I, the worst one. No, I, I, I like, thought it was fun. The people complain it's the worst one because it's less content. Well, I would think in terms of structure, I think it's it's still pretty fun. It's worth my, it's okay. worth your money. Is entirely what I believe in. Is it easy? Hell yes, it's easy. I beat it within mm -hmm. a literal night. Yeah, no, we we did kind of fly through that one. 
We did. I thought it was super fun. Oh yeah, no, it was fun. It was great. I enjoyed my time with it. I, it's just when people say like, "Oh, you didn't have fun because you blitzed through it." No, that's just how I play Resident Evil. Sorry. For real. <laughs> but um, yeah. I just don't like the spider spurt. Fuck that spider spurt. <laughs> yeah, oh, the spider part. <laughs> um, trust me, that one got uh, some time to get through. For me, I think the hardest part was oh the hunters. I still fucking hate the hunters. Fair enough. Because Carlos starts off with limited stuff, and you're kind of screwed um, once you're at the hospital a little bit. Okay. I honestly forgot about that <laughs> hospital part, because uh, it was that fine. hospital part but is it, scary, because uh, for me at least, I was like, I don't have shit. <laughs> I can't fight these right now. <laughs> if anything... I need to um, move. <laughs> no, nah, that's true, because... Um, when the hunters started busting through and you had to go through the whole part of um, the hospital, the upper and lower floors, trying to figure out how to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part was actually fun. But the whole survival part in the beginning, uh, waiting for Jill to fucking uh, recover and wake up and everything. Oh, nah. If that's the case, I w- you should have just gave me back the clock tower. Oh, yeah, the right, the, it's the siege where all the zombies come through the door. That, that, oh, that part's not that bad, but uh, fair enough. Oh, hard to tell you, um, with like very little ammo left, it was fucking hard. I think it was, was very action movie. Yeah, oriented, I think when but... I was doing my like hardcore run on that one, I died on that spot five times. It's not it's not as bullshit as the one hit death uh, final in, uh, nemesis fight where you had to pull all those latches out to bring in the railgun. You had to do it three times in the in the hardest difficulty. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, I heard about that. That that part was annoying going through the game for the first time. Especially with when you're trying to do all this shit and you're slow as hell and Nemesis just squashes you like ah god damn it. Yeah, you can't get hit. Right? You can't uh, get hit. You said it was almost. Mm-hmm. It's into death. It's into death. So, yeah. But then you get the railgun. <laughs> oh no, it was, it was sweet once I finally killed that motherfucker, but it took me forever. <laughs> I still think that that is probably one of the better moments in all video games. Mm-hmm. Is getting that real gun is like, no, nah, that's satisfying. That is that is like, yeah, no, nah, I needed this. <laughs> this is cathartic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, in short, Dead Space Three because of EA's online bullshit, we rate it. Uh, what would you rate it, Jones? Jones. I'm honestly. He's thinking about it. <laughs> I don't want to give it too much shit, but it still gets shit from me. Uh, Dead Space 3 gets a, at least a 4.5 or a 5 out of 10. And here's the thing. This is our review currently from our experience with it. We can't even finish the fucking game, let alone the DLC to the game as well. Not that it matters anymore because they're remaking the whole fucking series. Wait, Pretty much. I thought they were just doing one. No, because they want because they said the Dead Space remake. They're like, you guys want Dead Space two, and people were yell like, yes! I yelled yes, of course. Give it to us, mm-hmm. please, more. At if least you guys did good with the first one, then do it again. Yeah, and if you do Dead Space three, don't do this shit again. I thought Dead Space one didn't sell well enough. No, it did. Or no, like they were expecting. Wasn't oh no no, like EA EA said that uh, it didn't sell well uh, by the official numbers of what they were expecting, but they still asked the question like, you guys want no. Um, uh, yeah, numbers Motive like Studio, no, not EA. Motive Studios, the developers of remake, um, asked that question. That's right. Okay, because I remember that being <clears> the thing. Where, like the numbers were like so high that it was like, why are you asking for more than the series has ever sold in its entire lifespan? <laughs> like, I'm confused. Then <laughs> I was really confused by that. Yeah, I mean, hey, publishers always wanting that Call of Duty money, man. 
they wanted an accumulative number of all the other games, which have always done... I think uh, 2 is the peak, right? When we were looking at it, I believe? Yes. yes. 2 was the peak, and it never even <clears throat> came close to the numbers that they were talking about. 3, if I remember correctly, was what? Under a million uh, when we talked about com- that conversation? Yeah, it was pretty low. <clears throat> It was pretty low. Yeah. But um, that's my week. Jones, anything else you want to say for yours? Oh, uh, uh, let me ask you something real quick. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Because this one's specifically for you. So, we got Jones's uh, opinion on it, and that was the first time you've gone through that one, right, Jones? Yes. Now, Pele, I want to understand something. Mm-hmm. How is this in comparison to playing Callisto Protocol? <laughs> Dead Space 3 versus Callisto Protocol. Yeah. I stumped this man. He stumped. <laughs> Callisto <laughs> Protocol was a chore, and it was cliche as fuck. Um, okay. I'm complaining about the quality of Dead Space 3 entirely based off the online structure, which is still bullshit in my eyes because it doesn't work half the time. And it's locked out behind that. Ah, uh, God. I give it to Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3 I enjoyed more than Callisto Protocol. Damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Callisto Protocol's, like, foundationally is um, boring because it's melee-focused. And especially it gets bullshit when crowds of enemies come at you, which they do heavily in the later parts of the game. Oh, so, Jones, you remember the drill level from Dead Space 2? Yeah. They pull that shit in Callisto Protocol, but you don't have a gun. Well, no, you have a gun, but you don't have much ammo for it, and you have to fight them with a baton, and they instantly go um, enhanced stalker mode. The fuck? Yes. They all immediately go aggro on you, four at a time from each side, and like, Jesus Christ. And you still have the Kinesis, but, and it's OP, but you run out of that battery shit really fucking fast, like... <sighs> Nah, nah that, that's not worth the headache and, and a pain in the ass part, especially if it, if you have to uh, protect something or if it's an escort mission. Fuck that. that luckily, there's no escort missions. Thank fucking Christ. But I hate that forced element like, oh, here's, you ride it out, you wait it out, and a bunch of enemies come at you. They did. They pulled that shit in Dead Space Remake, especially with the elevator, which I didn't mind because I had a gun and I had a variety of choices. You have one baton, and like this is so sluggish and boring to fight with. Dodge left, dodge right, dodge left, strike. Rinse and fucking repeat. As you can tell, though, it really does not like Callisto Protocol. (laughs) I I think there's something good there. It's just after the crashes and how the game's structured, it still fucking lags, even on PS5. It's just like, oh, God, where did this go wrong? Seriously. (laughs) I was, like, so hyped for it. I'm still salty because I had to buy it twice, once on PC and once on PlayStation. I should have refunded. I still don't even. I should have refunded it the first time. Honestly, I should have done that, but it's way too fucking late now. Fair enough. But sorry, Jones, go ahead. No, you're good. I was gonna say, um, I was wondering how the uh, how the update patches were going for that game. Uh, honestly. Hey, Jones, if you want me to keep close for a call, it's fucking yours. I'll I'll mail it to you. <laughs> you got it, fam. <laughs> I mean, sure, because uh, again, some sometime in the future, I'm gonna go through it, and I'm just gonna be like. Yeah, this 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 was a moment. This was a fucking moment. This and was indeed a game. <laughs> where things happen. Yeah. 
but hey, it, it, it happened. It's here. If it happens in the future that it does get a sequel, I will welcome it if they do it better, i.e. Um, Evil Within 1 and 2, for a good example. Yeah, those, those games are actually pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people talk to a lot of shit about Resident Evil, uh, not Resident Evil, Evil Within 1, and I think Evil Within 1 isn't perfect, but I think it it's doing a lot of stuff that's kind of cool. It was so very, it was very gimmicky. I'll definitely say that because it. Yeah, like it you w- want to see a two afterwards, though, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then two kind of just dunked on its original self, mm-hmm. hella hard by just making it awesome. It was it pretty did. cool, yeah, uh, and turning it open world and semi open world in a sense. I really, that was actually one of the first times I actually <laughs> would accept um, a game going open world just because of the fact that you actually gave us something interesting and you actually expanded on one part of the lore i.e. the stem system and how it I actually really uh, properly functions like what, what the possibilities could be time. I always say I'm going to go through it for like October and I think last year I started it but I still didn't finish it is mm-hmm. the problem I've so. beaten Evil Within 2 I've beaten the base story of Evil Within 1 I still haven't touched the DLC I want to trust the DLC because it goes on the traditional horror elements because you play as uh, Julie Kidman but you don't have a gun so you run and hide pretty much I, I still gotta go through it because um i was actually replaying evil within one on pc when i had bought it and i think i'm like halfway through the game because i said i wanted to go through the kidman dlc i finally got my fucking hands on it mm-hmm. i've been delaying getting on ps4 since doesn't day the kidman one. dlc like when you turn it up to harder difficulty doesn't it change the lighting situation it does it goes i think full black and white if i remember correctly that is super cool to me that mm-hmm. is super cool and then two uh, two I beat on PS4 when it uh originally came out. Um, same, same. And I do say I I I still love the fucking um singing woman. I still love that shit. It creeped me the fuck out when I first went through it, and I still wanted to experience that. Humming and Claire de Lune in a raspy voice, and when she catches you, she goes Sebastian, like fuck, run, run. Exactly. I'm scared. <laughs> especially since especially you don't even see that much, uh, that many studios actually utilizing the dual sense, uh, or the, well, not the dual sense. No, no, it's because she's, no, the dual shock 4, because she's, uh, you can feel the heartbeat coming through the controller as well as you can hear her singing from the controller, like, ah, oh, fuck me. Yeah. So, really I, 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 I really <laughs> miss that, and I want, and again, I hope that they fucking give us. A third game sometime in the future, or at least unlikely because Shinji Mikami is no longer part of uh, um, Tango Works. Tango Game Works. Yeah. <clears throat> also, I mean, retired. they literally followed that game up with High Fight Rush, so it's like. Well, no, the to- I would uh, like Ghostwire it. Tokyo. You're right. They did Ghostwire Tokyo, then followed that up with High Fight Rush. Mm-hmm. And Ghostwire Tokyo. I keep forgetting they made some more uh, DLC. To- uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo. I don't That's, know why I keep forgetting. You that. have my copy. I haven't touched it. Yet. I I know. <laughs> I mean, no, I I played it. I played it a bit. Um, it's it's weird. It's like it's like weird. I have to get further into it. I'm not really sure. Well, do you, do you like I, it? The is best the way I can describe. It, but that's the question. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't dislike it. That's <laughs> the best way I can say it. And as I'm going through it, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the game kind of uh, like 
oh, the huge part that's interesting about this world is the same thing that's kind of holding it back for me, which is the idea of like, yeah, no, it's scary because everything's empty and there's a bunch of ghosts walking around, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also an open world that's empty with a bunch of ghosts walking around. So it's like, <laughs> it's it's like okay, on one hand you're like, cool because this is super interesting, and then the other on the other hand you're like, this is this is a lot of walking, and. <laughs> <laughs> he's, potentially he's like, avoiding he's like, ghosts. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to flashback some uh, Batman Arkham Origins over here. <laughs> <laughs> open Okay, so horror open world can be done well, example with Evil Within, but I guess Ghost yeah. Tokyo was another horror open world. Yeah, it's like, okay, this is a bit too empty. It's uh, The problem is, is that like... <laughs> Which is ironic, you're in fucking Tokyo. How is it empty? Well, oh, that's, that's the, the plot. Spit- yeah. <laughs> that's, that's literally the plot. Everything's gone. Everything, everybody <laughs> is gone, but there still should be stuff around the place to interact with. It's fucking Tokyo. Plus, ah. a lot of the things, like, a lot of the, the chores that they have you doing is like, collecting souls and putting them into phone booths, because apparently that helps you save them. Um, <laughs> and, like, you're learning stuff about, like, what's <clears> happening, <throat> but I guess a part of, part of what throws me off about the game, I guess, the most, is the fact that... You are just learning about everything, and none of it's like. That's what I describe as the only other character that exists is the one in your head, and like the villains. But like, one of the things I learned about is that technically there's an entire organization, like a group of people, that are supposed to be good at dealing with this kind of thing, and at least at the point I'm I'm at in the game, I'm like, where are they? (laughs) Like I'm taking some of their stuff and I'm using it, but like I'm like. I would be kind of, it'd be kind of cool if, like, they could show up, right? And so, like, maybe I'm talking to them to get some of these missions or, like, having any other interactions that's not just me and the demon dude in my head, if that makes any sense. Okay, so they're pulling a Fallout 76 idea where the world feels empty and there's no one else to really interact with outside of who's ever talking in your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's, that's really just it. So it's just like... I mean, like, anything else is either a ghost that I'm going to watch their story play out, which is kind of fun sometimes. <clears throat> sometimes. Or, I mean, the honest truth is, is like, it gets to mess, gets to messing with stuff and doing in the impossible space thing, so it's, it gets really interesting. But then sometimes, and then sometimes it's a walk and talk, and you're like, that's kind of heartfelt. Like, that hurts. And then sometimes it's like, bro, I, I, I have listened to, like, the third heartfelt story in a row. Yeah, like, this, this and, becomes, like, kind of numb after a while. Yeah, like, it's like, I just, I don't care. My bad, there is a dog. There are dogs you can interact with. My bad, this game's a perfect game. I forgot. How could I forget? You could pet the doggos. Doggos! <laughs> this oh, yeah, game is a perfect are the, uh, <laughs> are Speaking of place. doggos, I'll be right back. <laughs> I said, there should be, like, there's a shrine, uh, a bunch of shrines, I think, in that game, too. Yeah. Like, where you can uh, pet those little fuckers. That's the deal. Okay, so, I, I, this is the best way I could possibly explain it. Um... It feels like an empty Ubisoft game, but it has probably one of the most interesting premises than any Ubisoft game has ever had. But it feels like a Ubisoft, like an empty Ubisoft <clears throat> game is the best way I can describe it. Where it's just like there's a bunch of chores to do, yeah. and you're not forced to do them, but like that's what you would do for entertainment or to get stronger, just around the map, right? And so you're just kind of like. I almost would prefer this if this was just straight up a, a level-based game of me just going through it as opposed and then like I see a doggo or something right as opposed to me traveling across the entire map to mm-hmm. like basically go like oh look pieces look little shiny over there let me do this over here right 
just because of the fact that it's just like I don't know but it's weird because like I said I like the premise a lot of the stuff I like the idea of like how you how you fight ghosts Right? The combat's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a little yeah. weird, but it's like kind of fun. The um, your magic, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the Naruto like, symbols, like. Yeah, I get to do my Naruto symbols, but like genuinely, and like uh, Pele, I don't know if you heard me when I said it because you were you were mm-hmm. walked away, but I said it feels like an empty Ubisoft game. No, I heard that part. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I just wanted to know if you did. It was like, but that's what it feels like. Which is um, like that's that's a low that's a low statement, honestly, because Ubisoft open games are very empty. It's just, yeah. Because Ubisoft games just have a bunch of chores, right, mm-hmm. around to do. And that's what it feels like to me, is that it's just a bunch of chores, but it's not, you know... St- you need them to get stronger, so you're not doing yes, normal missions. But, but beyond that, there's not really much to it. You're just doing to busy it, work, yeah. yeah. You're like, alright, well, I go over here, got that soul, put that over here. Go over here, talk to that ghost, talk to that thing, fight that guy, come back here, done. Right? Um... And some of them were kind of like, oh, I found a ghost. And it's like, go check out that bathhouse, please. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to go investigate a haunted bathhouse. Do, 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 do. And it's like, oh, yeah, this bathhouse is pretty fucking haunted. <laughs> it's pretty haunted. But, like, it's kind of weird to be like, I'm going to go investigate a haunted bathhouse or a haunted apartment when, like, the whole city is kind of haunted. So, like, it's not haunted to that to that level, right? Like, this is pretty bad where it is, like, in, the, in this house or this apartment or this location. But, like... Because that's when it starts using the fun, impossible space stuff. Um, but, like, you're walking through the whole city, city and you're like, there's a ghost. There's another ghost. Fuck that ghost over there. There's some ghosts up there. I can use them to just fling myself up to buildings. Technically, I don't need to kill them. I, they're just for transport. <laughs> Pretty much. And then, uh, oh, wait, wait. You're talking about, like, the, uh, what was it? The Tengus that's flying around that you yeah, have this, to jump this to? Tengus, oh, yeah, yeah. You, can, you, you can use the Tengus to, to grapple and throw yourself upwards. So you're going killing Tengus because, I mean, there's no reason to, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, no, they're just there. But that's also a part of what I also don't like, too, is that it's like some of the traversal is locked behind just things being around. So, like, the Tengus being around are like, yeah, no, that means you can go up to the to those buildings, to the top of those buildings. I'm like, cool. Um, I guess I'll do that. But, like, let's say you mess up and you have to go, like, all right, well... I'm going to go back to where I came from, where the closest Tengu was, grab onto that Tengu to get back up here, to get over there, to get over there, to get back over to where I want to be, kind of thing. And it's like, it, I think it's fun to an extent, but it's one of those things where it's just like, it's a middling game. That's why I told you it was a middling game. <laughs> from, what, from what I played, it's a middling game. Where it's just like, it's, its premise is really fire, its combat is pretty good. I think it's trying to tell a really good story. Genuinely, I think it's trying to tell a really good story. I'm just not that entertained by it half the time. <laughs> so it's like... I can't, I can't blame you for that. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, you go th- when I go through Ghostwire in the future too, that one's going to be when I'm just going to turn my brain off. Because obviously the culture part and just seeing the yokais is just the only enjoyable part, I guess you can say. It keeps you entertained. Because mm. it, it is fun to see them and what they do. It's like, and the villains are kind of fun, right? Like, they're drip ninjas. <laughs> I described them before as drip ninjas. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, you see them and you're like, this is pretty cool. I would wear that if I could. <laughs> but, like, besides that, it's just kind of like, hey, right. yeah. like, things are happening. 
I don't know what's happening. I'm not really opposed to hearing smart storytelling, but sometimes there's a difference between like <clears throat> smart storytelling, right? Like stuff that's talking about things that's like really above what you know as a person. And so it's like, you're like, I, that's kind of crazy. High concept stuff that I'm just not really clear on versus you're going to make me care. Like, why I'm like I, I surprisingly <laughs> just don't care. <laughs> I just surprisingly don't care. And that's the weird part about it. It's just like, eh, I don't. Like, I, your main character is, like, I think trying to, at some point, save his sister that gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because she's one of the only people that still has a body, but, like, she's not awake. And you're like, for me, I'm just like, yeah, no, I should probably stop that. But, like, eh? <laughs> eh? I mean, it's not like I could do anything now. I gotta fight. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna be getting you until like yeah, the end of the game. That's just. Yeah. <laughs> and then like your main character, the big plot is that like technically you died, right? Like technically you got hit by a truck right as everyone was about to get vanished. Right? Easy like, just, <laughs> like right as every yes, truck coon came through. <laughs> um, and so the the thing that's in your head is also like the main. It's not the antagonist, but it's it's you're the protagonist, but he's like the protagonist of the story, if that makes any sense. <laughs> he's like that's my that's my Zangetsu. He's like, kinda sorta. But like they're in this weird situation where it's like we gotta share a body, but like technically I just need you to like disappear and pass on so like I can take over and actually save the plot. And your character's kinda like, nah man, this is my body, my sibling that's missing, like Fuck you. <laughs> My body. Like, take a back seat, eat a dick. <laughs> like, that's kind of the situation on it. So it's like one of those things where it's like, it's funny. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't really care who I'm playing as in this instance. Because, like, you're kind of boring. And, like, home dude that's, like, got to save the world over here is like, I mean, he's got a good point. But, like, obviously he kind of boring, too. He and, Like, it's weird because it's like, he might not be boring, but like, the question becomes: Okay, so I'm playing this new dude that has to learn how to do all of this. But like, if I just gave the body over to you, what could you do differently? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing that's different? <laughs> and there seems to be no way to kind of like check that. Like for me personally, I would have just had like, if I made like you gave him like a devil trigger or something, right? That like just lets him pop over for like a couple seconds and just see what the difference would be, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. just to get accustomed was like, all right, let's just see what exactly the difference between like home dude that's trying to figure this out versus you who should know this by heart off rip, but you died somehow. So like, you know, anyway, you couldn't have been that good, <laughs> but. You had to be something. <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've also kind of so noticed this. Like, I know, I know, it's like a, a traditional trend in video games, especially since with two two main characters that do uh, do protagonists with Ratchet playing Jack and Dexter. Technically, with this one, um, with a story, with it's also feel, followed with a bunch of ones because Robin Clark followed it, Forspoken followed it, this followed it, where it's a human protagonist <clears throat> with like a disembodied voice inside their heads. I think the first one probably comes to mind for me is Halo. Cortana. Yeah, yeah, Cortana. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is a trend. You're not wrong. It is, is a very trend. It's a big trend for sure. It's just unfortunate that some of the recent examples of that trend has kind of flopped. I think Forspoken tried to do something cool with it, is what I'll say. 
Atomic Heart follow the same path as for Spoken, where, like, you're just insulting each other left and right. This is not a fun duo. For real. Was it actually not a a fun one in Atomic Heart? No, because you're playing the main lead character, and he's just yelling at his fucking glove half the time, like, why? Why are you so antagonistic to this glove? He has It's a glove. It's a glove. He has a bit of an attitude, sure, but you don't have to be a complete dick to it. Yeah, for spoken actually, the same thing is that they kind of just they bicker back and forth a lot of it, a lot of the times. Um, and it's we cringy dialogue. Yeah, that's the number one thing everybody says about it. But it's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. I kind of understood where it was coming. From. Basically, basically, I can say this because no one's gonna fucking play it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at this point. The, the, the plot twist, which, I mean, this is, granted, it's not an original plot twist, because technically this plot twist existed in Bioshock, yep. but, like, the plot twist of the thing that's in your head is also the main villain is kind of cool, mm-hmm. and it's not done often enough to be like, oh, like, it's, 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 when it happens, it's like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Right? Oh, Amani, like, do you surprising. care about spoilers? For, Atomic uh, Card? I'm probably not gonna get it. It doesn't do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> god damn. Oh my god. <laughs> what, what is it? This okay. This cli- this is starting to become a very big cliche. Really, seriously. Well, now it just seems like everybody copied Bioshock. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, everybody saw the first game and was like, "I mean, Ryan's kind of cool." <laughs> you shouldn't think Ryan's kind of cool, but yeah. <laughs> why? 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 Why are we going through all this? This. I understand that trends, you know, because we try and get in to get your money and games is unpredictable, this, is that, and a third, et cetera, et cetera. But come on, guys. Well, it come might on. just be a thing of things inspiring other things. I, I don't know. Like, because when it comes to be, like, main protagonist with dude in their head, right? Like, you had to choose that as your outline, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So you had to look at that and go, like, this is what we want to do, and, like, not think about how many other protagonists just chose not to think about it or just didn't care. Uh, how many other protagonists have this exact thing? And don't get me wrong, it works for game design because, like, what better person? It is always a little strange, right? When you're playing other video games and, like, you have a character who's explaining to you, you, the main protagonist, you, that is him, slash her, how to use your abilities. Like, imagine playing Spider-Man, right? And, like, like Spider-Man 2 comes out and the first person we pick up is, like, I don't know why the tutorial would start with Peter Parker, to be fair, but, like... (laughs) But, like, let's say we're playing Peter Parker, right? (laughs) And, like, MJ or Miles is like, yeah, nah, make sure you hit the web swing, and, like, (laughs) you know, like, explaining to him how to play the game, like, so that you know how to play the game. It's always been a little weird, but it's like, why do you, why do you know about, more about, especially when they don't have powers. (laughs) Especially when they don't have powers. So, like, someone like MJ is like, why do you, why do you know more about this than him? <laughs> like Miles would Miles would work, though to be fair, if I was to do the tutorial, I would just start it with Miles. <laughs> because he's still learning. Because he's because he's learning, yeah. So you just have the idea of like Peter just being like, okay, so we're just gonna go drill I'm just drilling you on it. I know you know it, but you just gotta make sure you got it because it feels like the right thing to do as a mentor, <laughs> right? That's what he does in Miles Morales because, like, Peter's hologram teaches him with the tra- AI training thing. Exactly. So you just do that again, but with, like, Miles for the tutorial, right? So that'd be fun. But, like, in other games, I guess, like, it makes sense that... Okay, so, like, Cortana, for instance, in Master Chief's head, even though this is a weird example because it doesn't exactly happen that way, um, 
her being like, yeah, you got a new shoot. Just make sure you go through all your functions, right? Makes sense. It's like, it's not an idea that Chief doesn't know how to do it. It's just he's just doing it, right? Um, and for Spoken, um, your character, I'm forgetting her name right now, Faye. <laughs> uh, your character, Faye, is like, I don't know magic. Apparently, I shoot rocks out of my hands now, right? Uh, cuff is like I'm. I'm the. I'm literally the cuff. You can do these things if you like. Put your hand out and like, do it. It's like I'm from this world. I know how to do that. Yeah, that's how you would do it. It's like okay, cool. That makes more sense, right? It it allows for the plot to kind of happen more without someone, without needing a cutscene. If that makes any sense, or having someone that's constantly in your earpiece, even though technically they do that anyway, because. A lot of games just do the idea that someone's in your earpiece. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um... Because, like, when Faye's out in the world, she's by herself. So, it's like, there's... I really do think a huge part of that is just they had to put someone in there. And I think the same thing is for Atomic Hearts. Though Atomic Hearts probably could have worked without that. I'm not really sure. Because, like, <clears throat> the whole idea is that it's falling apart. But there are other people you run into. Correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like... I don't know. Like, you probably didn't need the talking glove. Don't. To, to be fair, the Atomic Hearts, they got a lot of weird, interesting things anyway, like the the uh, machine that wants to fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The vending machine that really wants, that really wants, is thirsty. Really wants the dick. Like, really wants the dick. Every time I visit it, like, uh... That is you funny, just stopped that... finding it funny after a certain point and just became uncomfortable, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> after, after the third time, like, oh my god, like, uh, this is starting to come really uncomfortable. <laughs> It's like, why is it so thirsty? <laughs> it's like, I can't even do anything. Trust me, but in life. real life, I started giving the side eye to a lot of vending machines. Like, are you going to come to life now? <laughs> you going to thirst after me? Because that will be weird. <laughs> I'm Honestly, thirsty, but not that trauma. way. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I just want to drink. No, not that kind of... <sighs> <laughs> like come on come on support support your future just like in futurama you know for inner uh inner robo human species marriage that's I'm not all, the problem. and that's not the problem <laughs> she's really really out there i call she's you really a fucking strong. she i mean <laughs> hey so was bender and uh what's her name fucking amy. uh yeah but, amy but, but guess what bender <clears throat> is uh, a walking sentient Robot, not a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Bender's fucked a vending machine. That is facts, though. <laughs> but like, Bender can move and do things. Bender can fuck, and <laughs> that is that's actually part of the whole problem here. Bender could fuck. Oh no, he went this extra step mile. He went an extra mile. He had a kid with a vending machine, which is even crazy. <laughs> he did. I forgot about that shit. He was like, Bender could smash. Uh, whereas the vending machine, well, I guess not the vending machine in Futurama, but the vending machine in uh, Atomic Hearts can't. <laughs> it's just there being the horny, which is weird that a robot can feel horny. It's even weirder that you have the other robots that are just designed to be horny. <laughs> the twins. Why are they called twins? They're robots. They're, okay, so they're, they're twins made from, spoilers, um, the wife of the main protagonist. Oh. How does that happen? You know what? You don't have to say it. We're not doing a spoiler cast for it. I'm just confused on the idea. You know what this gives me flashbacks of? Bionic Commando. Your wife's your arm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a whole thing. I'm confused it's a whole because thing. Of the, yeah. I promise you, the main reason I'm confused is because I could have sworn the whole premise was that you were being sent here to deal with this problem just as an agent. So yeah. the idea that like, you get here and suddenly just having a personal attachment to it, it throws me off. Mm-hmm. Because it's like... It's because, again... They that pull, seems it, like no, something you would bring up. Oh, no, <laughs> because they pull Bioshock and Tommy Card as well. Um, you uh, you were apparently best buddies with this character, and your wife was involved with uh, with uh, this whole facility as well. She she was uh, taken from you and experimented on turned into the twins, um, and you lost your memory, and the evil si- scientist that did all this shit is in your hand. Okay. Well, that is very Bioshock. <laughs> it is inspired by Bioshock, to be fair. It but... is. It is, and like... But the that story is, is like it's so wild. It is insane. <laughs> that is very Bioshock. Um <coughs> Damn. Uh actually part of it is like, do you think that game would be better if it wasn't open world or not? Yes, actually like well, I would. Okay. Because okay, the stealth the four stealth mechanics and the open world sections, like I think that's where it had the major detriment is like I don't I want to explore the place. But I have to save my ass and that the entire time through GTA style against these fucking robots. Like, oh my god, I don't want to do this. Fair enough. It was more linear. I think it was, the game would have been better, honestly. It's crazy how that's like a trend too, where it's just like, oh yeah, if only you just tightened it up a bit. <laughs> Not you just didn't make it an open world. The world, world game. can still be explorable without having it to be fully open world. You want to know a good example that actually kind of blends between linearity and still open worldness? Fucking Outer Worlds. They kept it in Outer sections. Yeah. No, Outer mm. Worlds is weird because Outer Worlds is an open world. It I is open world, consider, but it's in I do consider sections. Outer Worlds to be an, op- an open world game. It's just that, like, it has loading screens. It's an open world game that just has some loading screens. Yeah, like, because they section off. It is off kept the... in sections. Yeah. You're right. But, like, I do feel like it is still. <laughs> open world in that sense whereas like bioshock isn't open world right like none of the games are open world you just kind of they're just explorable areas that are kind of like decent size that you can look at and take in the world of bioshock right mm-hmm. um system shock which we haven't played yet uh i don't know if you touched the new one that come out that came out no i don't have money Okay, I might have to do that then, but it's out. But System Shock is another example, but that's. I'm sorry, what'd you say? System Shock. No, no, before that. System Shock's not open world, right? No, it's not. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no. Same kind of thing. No, no, no. Between that, like, you you have to do something regarding that? So you gotta get that. Hmm? I think it was because when he was saying uh, he was gonna have to get it. Yeah, like, what do you. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to get it. Okay, okay. Probably gonna, probably gonna have to get just a point. <clears throat> it's a good game. Um, the remake, I haven't played it yet, but I want... I don't remake. Yeah. Remake's review is very well, by the way. Very well. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. But, um... Oh, like, there's plenty of games that do the... I'm gonna tell a interesting deep story without having to be open world. I mean, um, System Shock is the predecessor to Bioshock. Exactly, which is the predecessor to Atomic Heart, which, I mean, like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I think they just probably wanted to experiment by making an open world, but it's just one of those things where it's, I think we talked about it at length at nauseum before, but open world doesn't inherently make it a good game. Nope, <laughs> example, every Ubisoft game has come out for the past 20 years. Like, for real. just making it open world is, it's sure, it's a nice little way of messing around with the formula for it, but it was like, sometimes you end up just... <clears throat> 
like bogging down the experience a little bit. I feel like it's extra work for no reason after a while. Yeah, like honestly, sometimes it just is. Mm-hmm. Like because the whole collective thon, the collective thon mixed with open world kind of thing, it really does become mature. Because at this point, it was if fun it's not and a side mission. It was fun and cute during the days of Banjo Kazooie, but here's the thing: those were still levels, and they were a lot smaller. True. And then the, uh, Assassin's Creed Two did it, right? And that was kind of fun for the first time. For the first yeah. time, and then it got really boring once Revelations came out. <laughs> yeah, about it. Then they kind of. <laughs> Overdid it by the time. Revelations. I, I still think this day. Revelations should have just been DLC. It is should have just been fucking DLC. It really should have because the whole wasn't the whole thing behind <laughs> that uh, game was just the fact that hey, uh, the clan is gone. You send out your own uh, assassins for this mission, this mission, this mission. Mm-hmm. That's how I was getting old as as old as shit. Exactly. And then here comes the third game, and we're in America the... now. <clears throat> yep. Does his revelation come out after? Yeah, because he dies at the end of that game, doesn't he? No, revelation. He dies in his own. It dies in the mini movie between um, that, but it jumps from Reve- uh, revelations to Assassin's Creed Three, which is set in the American Revolution. Then we go back in time to the uh, the pirate era with Assassin's Creed Four. Because I thought Revelations <clears throat> was after he trained uh, the the one in China. No, so, no, no, no. Uh, he, didn't, he, he didn't meet her until the movie, the mini movie. Okay. <laughs> I want to see that. I don't know why they've avoided doing anything with it. Very, like, they've done, like, one game, but that's not the game anybody wanted. Oh, and they're like, making other. So, Jade Empire, the free-to-play mobile game. <laughs> Bruh, is that, does that star her? Yes. What? Yes. Bro, why do they keep doing her dirty? <laughs> it's the one character everybody wants to see the most, and they're just like, nah. <laughs> We're not giving her an official game. Everyone's just screaming at them. Give her a game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's lame. I don't know why uh, Ubisoft's still afraid to touch China. Seriously. I mean, technically they're doing Probably because of what's called. Why? The president of China. I mean, you're touching ancient China. You're not touching modern day. Even then. Because. That's not even true. There's a ton of video games that are out about ancient China. Like. Yeah. Like a one of the most popular, like it's England. <laughs> well, maybe not England, but like Europe, and like China slash Japan are like the two most popular Location. video game settings of all time. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, there's no way. <laughs> I would say a lot, a lot, a lot has happened and, and could happen within like ten years. Cause remember, during that time, we did have that uh, incident with. Not detention, but what was the other? Uh, uh, White Day. Not White Day. Uh, what's the other one? red candle America. game? America Devotion. Devotion, that's right. Yeah, all right. That one, uh, <laughs> that was interesting. <clears throat> and then the fact of how uh, China was going through its whole thing about uh, creating their own off-brand video game consoles just because. They've been doing that for a while, own. actually. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they're the ones who have that, that band on, like, Basically, almost every other console out there from uh, from any country. Well, to be fair, so. Devotion wasn't it just like they. Oh, right, it wasn't even actually in in the game. It was in the game's code, right? <clears throat> and, mm-hmm. but there was a picture making fun of. Uh, uh, GG thing. Yeah. Which is bad enough, by the way, because excuse me, I tried to actually buy the game directly from their website, which you can do yet again. I think I mentioned this in the, I think the first episode I was in, mm-hmm. but because I have because I have Navy Federal, 
you know, they're like, mm, nah, we don't trust that. Here's your money back. Uh, so I'm probably going to have yeah. to go through PayPal to do it. Yeah. Do it through Carrier Pigeon. That'll be fine. Just mail them the money. <laughs> blow, blow the Jesus. cash in an envelope and just ship it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> at this point. I'd be like, hey, Play Asia, you, you sent me my fa- my Fatal Frame shit. Go ahead and send the same thing for Devotion. They probably would. I don't see why they wouldn't. That's if they had a physical copy for the bit. Well, no, 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 Let me actually go to their website. Let me go to website, see if they actually got that on there even for digitally. Cause, uh, hey, don't play fast with some people. Some Someday that could happen. Oh, uh, Jones, by the way. Yes. Uh, what else did you do this week? I know we went off on a rant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Complete tangent. <laughs> I mean, when it gets to heart, my survival horror games, I, I rant quite a bit. I mean, that's fair. That's like <clears throat> this group, this group right here actually is like the perfect one to rant about survival horror games. <laughs> hey, we we need we need more, and we need and there's a good resurgence for them. Oh, but, thank um, for that. Let's see. Besides Tears of the Kingdom, holding off my Switch up summer. Uh, been trying to go through some nostalgia with the Mega Man Battle Network uh, collection. I'm gonna start those soon. Not yet, but soon. <laughs> I'm going through the first game right now, and if I remember straight, looking at online, I think I'm like halfway through the game already, and I'm like, shit, I forgot how short these games were, or how short GBA titles were as a whole. Um, also started uh, Live a Live because I wanted to do that shit. And or triangle strategy before I go to Octopath Traveler 2. I am going to eventually... Well, okay, I'm going to explain this right now. You do not have to do any of those to play Octopath Traveler 2, but I understand. (laughs) I mean, Um, hey, again, I went through the first game, and I did what I needed to do. The only thing I haven't done in the first game now is just beat two of the hardest bosses and then go fight a fallen angel. Um, So I, I was like, I can come back to that anytime later. But really, it's just because Triangle Strategy did pique my interest before they even announced Octopath Traveler 2. Same, same. That's why I own a and copy. I haven't gotten anywhere in it, though. Exactly. And then, not only that, but that was, like, one of the first demos or, like, one of the first games in, like, a while <laughs> that I've seen get released by developers saying that, hey, uh, technically, this demo is going to be uh, part of the story. It's the prologue. So, however far that you get in the demo is going to progress is going to transfer over to the main game so i was like hey that that'll be false i'm actually gonna say that's false wait they ended up a triangle strategy because they said that no uh, what's it called i think that's false either that or just haven't made it to that part of the prologue where they'll just be like oh yeah you did this skip but like from what i've played so far i haven't like don't get me wrong i think that this is a part of the campaign like the demo is a part of the campaign mm-hmm. i just didn't like, considering that I've started it and haven't skipped past it at any point so far, um, no. But the game doesn't start where <laughs> that starts, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so I think I have to play up to that point for them to be like, you can skip it, if that makes any sense. If it's a thing. But oh, you no, still have to get there. <laughs> that's understandable. And. Mm. If that's the case, then that's that's still fine because I didn't even complete it just yet. That little prologue demo just yet. I didn't even complete it. I just wanted to get, at least get some type of taste of it, especially since I never played uh, 
real-time strategy games outside of 13 Sentinels. Those well, are I don't even know if That's you can even say that. 13 Sentinels does count as a strategy game. That is, a, that is the, its main gameplay is the fact that it's a strategy game. And then the other half is uh, it's just visual novel. 13 Sentinels but is amazing, though. Everyone should play 13 Sentinels. Play I still need to go ahead and finish that game. You uh, should finish honestly. that game. Game is wild. Uh, <laughs> it is wild. It is wild. Like I can't, I can't specifically tell you anyway because. Oh yeah, I know. That's the that's the nature of that game is you can't talk about that game. <laughs> it's not even the fact of like spoilers. It's just the fact that it's confusing to even say where I am at <laughs> because it's still the beginning. Like I guess it's still like the chapter ones or twos of like everybody in a sense, but I completed <coughs> what the first i've completed the prologue and i think the first wave and the second wave of just the battles mm-hmm. and i'm trying to unlock or do more of the battles and fights just so i can unlock more of the story and keep going through it okay so you're i think um, you're at the first block <laughs> then where they're like hey yeah you might you might want to go do those missions <laughs> yeah because i think i got everybody to like 27 percent, and then it was like yeah go back and fight now you can then you can come back and enjoy the story some more yeah, you got to the first block. The first block is, uh... Honestly, all of those blocks leave you at a place where you're like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly, and then the jumping from the, from the past to the present to people jumping from the past to the present or from the future to the present. The plot mm-hmm. of that is so confusing. <laughs> like, it really is. Genuinely, genuinely, when everything takes place is actually very difficult <laughs> to keep track of. <laughs> even even with their whole uh what's called system that i'm grateful for to actually oh, the see timeline? the timeline yeah that helps yes they give you a timeline that's like this is how events played out in as it happened and you're like oh thank you oh thank god that helps so much <laughs> and then you also don't have to worry about the uh what's caused neither um the choices that you might that you might have to make too that uh because sometimes when you have to replay certain um story events you have to do certain things that in order to get a different outcome and yes. then find out how this is related to this event and i'm like oh god no <laughs> um Don't play but bes- <laughs> um, i'm just saying that in general people should just do that <laughs> that um, Pele, like, have you played 13 sentinels i don't know that all right cool say less oh, jesus christ oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good visual novel uh, strategy game. Amani, I already have a massive back catalog. Don't please add another one right now. Nah, I didn't say anything. Just sure, sure, sure. I just, I'm Kai- just saying. Kaijus versus Max, let's do it. I'm still haven't beaten fucking God of War. You know what? You want to know the next game I'm gonna get it get into finally before Pikmin and Remnant comes out? Um, it's Final Fantasy freaking 16. Comes out later this yeah, week. Yeah, no, that is literally about to come out later this week. Yeah, that's gonna take me. Well, it's not gonna take me forever. The game that's gonna take me forever to complete is fucking Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, yeah, you haven't actually played Elden Ring either. I forgot you haven't started on Elden Ring. I'm behind, motherfucker. <laughs> I feel your pain, Pele. I, I, I just I'm gonna take you a minute. I'm, I'm, I think I'm three quarters of the way through. I'm not too fucking certain. I got the spear. That's all I'll say. God of War is long. I know it's long. It's felt really long. Uh, but I'm liking it. It's, at least it's linear story and going uh, going through. I have to do all the extra, sh- all the actually, extra shit. Actually, I think you're at the 50% mark if you had the spear. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit past that. Um, 
I've gotten, I've gotten the best boy. Ah, I know, I understand. <laughs> That's why I say I'm, I think I'm three quarters of the way through. I'm not certain. But also another game that's also on my back catalog I gotta play because Boris got it for me. I have to play the campaign for Street Fighter Six and throw hands with these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter Six is crazy. But continue, James. Continue. Um, what was another? Oh, going back to Live a Live. Um, I started through the first campaign a little bit when I was out of town and. Uh, it's weird in a sense because what's the best way to explain these type of games like it has the movements of real time strategies like Final Fantasy Tactics and like um, 13 Sentinels that we were talking about earlier but at the same time it's turn based in a sense or mm. You can interrupt if you hit your opponents with the white with the right weaknesses, then you can kind of like stun them out of doing a move, and they can move whenever they want to. Too, it's kind of weird to explain because it's a old it's a remake of an old game. But I'm just going through the first uh, story right now with the um with a Chinese master looking for an apprentice. I think I might be okay. done with that shit already because I don't know how long or short each one of the uh, storylines are. Oh. Uh, correction, Pele. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, there are 18 chapters in God of War. Technically. It literally says technically. I know, but they're not numbered um, in the actual game, so I don't know when. I'm... Yeah, I know. But, like, <clears throat> you get the spear at chapter 10. Okay. Just to put it... So it's a little over halfway by then already. Yeah. Um, so... Good boy, what chapter is that? I can check. I want to say 14. It's probably 14. <laughs> But continue, James, if anything else. I just wanted to tell him this one. Oh, no, you're good. Um, is there actually any other games that I actually completed? Um, no, I don't think so, because last time I think I was here, I think I said I beat Metroid Prime, and I did my job on Octopath Traveler. Oh, I guess I could say this. We, I completed a Division 2. I just got to play <clears throat> World to New York DLC with the friends. <coughs> Sorry. Um. We still have Revelations too to get through Jones. That's true. That's that's fine because um. We're gonna get that. All we gotta do is go to the good ending, don't we? No, we we got the bad ending. Remember? Yeah, we just gotta go back and get the good ending. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully we can just replay that one level versus the entire fucking game, though. At least. And then I don't think we can go through Revelations one. Uh, no, we can't. There's no co-op in that one. Which oddly enough is kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, I don't think th I don't think there's anything else necessarily. I'm s going back through the same old usual of uh adding more games to the backlog and trying to get through what I can get through at the moment. Mm -hmm. Amani, you and I still need to finish Evil West. It's true. We do. Oh, uh, but well, that might come in a little bit later though. As a uh, actually no, all right. We I can't play Remnant with you because your PC's not strong enough. Forget about that. Nope. <clears throat> that means I also have to. I, golly, 
I gotta put gotta add that to the budget now of like what exactly I need to put inside to actually get this thing upgraded now because it's been what a year now? About a year, yeah. Oh shit! Damn, it's only been a year, and it's and it's still barely any games I even touched on this shit on PC, and I I touched a lot of games on Steam, but I have not finished them besides. Uh, of course, the one that you have to complete on okay. every single fucking console. So, before. oh, Jones, I'll, uh, so it's actually a bit of an even bigger bus. So you can't play on your current PC setup, but you also can't play on a PS4. Damn. Remnant 2 is a PS5 next-gen oh, okay. console system only, so he's screwed either way. Damn. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have to make the investment into the PS5 then, finally. Finally. So 2020, so by <laughs> holiday 2023, 2024, maybe around my birthday. When's your birthday again? March 19th. Bet. Uh, I'll probably have a PS5 by then, hopefully. Um, I missed your birthday this year, goddammit. You didn't tell me. No, you didn't. I did it? I don't did think it? you did. I can't remember if I did or not. No, I'm pretty it's sure been a while. Did. I did? Look, you didn't, you didn't forget it. I didn't forget <laughs> it? Okay. I think you got it, something. <laughs> um... I think the last thing I do want to say is that uh, I think I, I did say last time that I did buy World of Horror as a early access for my first game on Steam, which I'm happy I actually finally got a release date later on this year. And I tried playing it on my first playthrough uh, for the first time, got 30 minutes in, and Jesus H. Christ, <laughs> I am not only terrified at what the fuck just happened to me. I am terrified with the uh, <laughs> random RNG uh, D&D like that uh, storyline I just went through because yeah. essentially you are it's like a roguelike D&D game where you're going to die a lot and you're going to have to go through this game to go through the random events and I didn't know each one of the stories was actually based on the difficulty so like even the most uh, like okay so the first one that you go through that sounds like Road 96 is, Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I think it might be just like Road 96. I don't know because uh, the first time I went through it, the first uh, the first story they recommended going through for first-timers is you're in the school at night or whatever, I think, and strange things start happening. So now you got to conduct a ritual in order to like try to get back home or return everything back to normal. Of course, shit's not going right. You have to. It randomly depends on you exploring. Okay, then uh, you might run into the gym. You might run into a room. You might run into a, a, a strange yokai creature or a strange creature <coughs> that might or might not let you go, or might force you to go through a side quest, and they might kill you or they might not. Lucky enough, for my first time when I got caught by the haunted teacher, she didn't kill me. But she did force, but she did grab me by my arm and force me to come with her. Though when I first rejected her, I was gonna ask, like, how many of them want to just straight up eat you? <laughs> that's and that's the thing. Like, if I if this speaker right here can work for my uh <clears throat> for my PC for sound or whatever, if I, if I can, then I'm most definitely going to uh try to stream it with you guys in here because that's some shit by myself that I granted can't get through without some help in dealing with RPG numbers and D&D numbers. I can help with that. I, I know how to mid-max. Like, it's second nation to me. Because, like, the first... Okay, again. 
I, I keep sidetracking off it. First, when you're trying to do the uh, the whole seance <laughs> ritual thing, the only thing I think I found was, if not one of the candles, it's the white chalk. And you have to go through the random uh, encounters of possibly running into something that's going to kill you. I checked out the door one time for this place that I was supposed to uh, look for the items. And I was peeking through the door. I saw the shape of a head. I did not fully open it. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, for real, like, you could see the obvious shadow, like, through the window. Like, this shit is definitely about half the size of this door. I peek a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that's the corner of your face. I'm good. <laughs> I didn't think that I was able to get out the room because I thought that was going to be something I had to force myself to go through. But you can leave the room, and that's when, you know, you ran to the gym. You ran to a different classroom. Nothing's in this classroom. And I think you might be on the time limit, too. More than likely, because um, if it's that time element game, especially with RNG, there's a hidden time limit that uh, uh, changes certain events if you don't do this quickly enough or not. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 is uh my quick thing. Uh, Amani, comment, you, update. All right. Um, mods are pretty much just. Well, I finished No More Heroes three. Woo! That was fun. Oh man. Oh, that game is so fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I still gotta go to the second game and then I'll be right behind you. I need to own them first. Alright, so obviously, I'll say this, um, because Jones, you're going through the first and second one. The third one is a very large departure, obviously, at first glance, from the uh, first and second ones. Mm-hmm. Until it's not. <laughs> 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 until, well, that's why I described that as, like, it is a very huge departure, until it just decides we aren't, though. <laughs> um... They love the idea of, there's a joke where they like having anticlimactic uh, showdowns with things in this. And that sounds weird, but as weird as this game is, it makes total sense. <laughs> um, they'll just swap bosses out <laughs> and be like, yeah, nah. Yeah, no, the you, you thought you were gonna no, like somebody. the boss like tag me in, tag me in, like okay. Yeah, like they'll just do weird <laughs> shit like that. Like there's just like Jones, this isn't even a spoiler. There are ten ten of these dudes in this game. You will probably I don't say you you won't you will not fight all of them. I'm telling you this right now. You just won't. You will not fight all of them. Will you have enough fights? Equivalent? Maybe. But you will not fight all of them. <laughs> oh my god. There is so much stuff that just happens in this game. <laughs> to, to quote Matt McMuscle, sometimes you just gotta allow... Uh, sometimes you just gotta allow... Uh, um, you just gotta allow no more heroes. Like, there's a lot of things you could probably just get away with from C. Right? Uh, yeah. But the way this game is like you're you're like I'll allow it and then something immediately happens that makes you go like Am I still allowing this? <laughs> Am I okay with mean, what's I, happening on the screen right now? <laughs> I mean, granted, this is the same series where the girl was uh pulled the Kingsman service talking about some, hey, I let you fuck me in the ass, basically. 
if you yeah. just kill these fuckers. Yeah. And uh that shit was funny. <laughs> um Oh, side note. Um Travis has to speak to Sylvia throughout this whole game. Like he <coughs> keeps mentioning he has to speak to her throughout this whole game. My man never gets the opportunity to say what they whatever the hell he was gonna say. They pull a fin, technically speaking. <laughs> And that like, man was probably going to try to tell her either it's over or he still loves her. Well, uh, they have kids in this game, so that's fun. Uh, you don't see them. It's mentioned pretty early. Like, he even asked, how are the kids? So, like, it's not a spoiler. Just know that he has them. And I'm assuming it's him trying to just wanting to be a good dad in general. <laughs> because he'd like to see them. He's just not allowed. <laughs> Shoot, that that is a common thing in like all of the <coughs> Travis uh, touchdowns, like little stories. Is but I just man, I just want to do this one simple thing. That's that's <laughs> really all I want to do. He just wants to do one simple thing. Um, in this one, in this one, it's actually not even like he's trying to do one simple thing. He wants revenge for uh, some characters. I won't say who, but he wants revenge. And the aliens, uh. Yeah, there's aliens. They they showed up and did some things. Um, and so they're not too... Travis isn't too keen on it. And right before he's about to, like, you know, essentially commit full war, he's like, nah, I'm gonna I'm I'm take my armies and go to them. Um, Sylvia steps in and is like, you know, we just gonna do this like the other games. We just gonna have a galactic ranking. It might be better to do it like that so that way, like, not everyone on the planet's getting blown up constantly. And Travis is like, <laughs> I'm down for that. I did it before. <laughs> And Fu's like, I'm down for that. He'll probably die along the way. <laughs> so, you know, thus the plot. <laughs> no. As it stands... I, I was really confused when it came to, like, all the trailers leading up to it about oh, yeah, no, uh, no. the alien coming back. And then he's like, yeah, he's like, my old friend. I came back with some friends of my own and to take over your planet and enslave everybody, except for you. <laughs> You're going to be my, like, my little monkey. <laughs> It is so weird. <laughs> it is so that's, weird. That's Grasshopper for you in Suda 51. It really is. It is so weird. Like, when I say it is hard for games to break me, and even the previous games never broke me the way this game broke me. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just looking like, bro, I do not understand. <laughs> And I know I'm not supposed to. I'm very much aware. I'm fine with not understanding. It's cool. The game like, the game broke you narratively. My breaking point it, is just simply structure. Dude, it breaks me narratively. It breaks me sometimes structurally. Hype shit happens. I'm like, bro, I was not <clears throat> expecting this to show up. <laughs> I think for me it was uh, that like shit that just randomly... Happens because, to be fair, it is pretty random, and even in this game, with Metal Gear Rising. This game is random as shit. Like, Metal Gear Rising is pretty random for the Metal Gear series. Yeah. Now, Metal Gear series is kind of random. No, no, it it's gets pretty, really pretty random at the end, man. Yeah, but, like, Metal Gear Rising gets kind of nutso sometimes, but it's never that bad. Like, it's mm -hmm. still, the idea of Metal Gear Rising still exists within <clears> Metal Gear, <throat> right? It's just kind of like, you know, didn't expect you to do this, but, like, cool. <laughs> No More Heroes works because it still exists in No More Heroes, 
but this is the wildest you've ever seen no more heroes <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best way i can possibly describe it is it's just like yeah no you thought we knew what the ceiling was we thought we knew what the ceiling was and then it said no you don't you don't know what the ceiling is i don't know why you thought you knew what the ceiling was but like forget all that <laughs> i'm gonna do my own thing <laughs> um so if you want to play it be prepared to well personally i feel like you in any game you should probably play through the whole trilogy depending on how the games work or well, the whole series depending on how the game works so like final fantasy for instance you do not need to play through all the final fantasy games they know the story just don't just play the well play the ones that share the similar name yeah that's the, well the are involved directly yeah so for like instance, xx2 13 13 2 and then 13 lightning return yeah so if you're playing 13 you probably need to play the trilogy of 13 <laughs> which is weird to say yeah but if you're playing like 16 uh that's coming out just you can one just game. play 16 you don't need to play anything else 15 is a different playing... story because you need to see the movie you need to read the books you need to know the other yeah 15 has a bunch of stuff that's associated with it so yeah. it's like, you might want to look at those things Right, but they're they're all supplementary. It's not like you have to play through another game to understand mm -hmm. fifteen. It's just that they have like a bunch of stuff that's like, yeah, no, if you like fifteen, there's a bunch of other stuff here. Ironically enough, Final Fantasy VII remake, you kind of need seven to remake. You, you need, need to, to play, play the rest of seven, involving seven before seven. <laughs> you need to see the movie. You need to play the original game. You need to play Diarja Servers. You need to play Crisis Core. <laughs> that that second part of Final Fantasy VII remake, <laughs> you're gonna need to just play everything else. <laughs> you really are. You really have to. <laughs> you really have to. There's a lot of references in re in remake that refers to things that no longer happen in the main story of seven, but it refers to like the side content story that it cared that occurred way after the fact. Like the oh yeah, no, there's huge references to Dirge of Cerberus by default. Yeah. There's huge references do to I the think... book that wasn't translated to the U.S. until 2019. Now what's crazy? Do I think you need to play Dirge of Cerberus in order to experience this game? No, no, but you might want to get a synopsis on it. Mm -hmm. so that some stuff just doesn't pop up especially like, for um the dlc where two important characters from dirge of cerberus show exactly. up in that so you might want to just you don't need to play through dirge of cerberus but you know like a little synopsis would be nice because i'm pretty sure it's kind of hard to play dirge of cerberus right now it's only on ps2 <clears throat> you could probably do a ps2 emulator if your computer was strong enough maybe <laughs> but like not the not the easiest game to acquire nope. <laughs> um Crisis Core just had a release, a re-release. That's for a reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we definitely need to get. They that did shit. that on purpose. Go play Crisis Core. <laughs> um, Even and like you obviously would need to play through the first remake, so FF Seven remake, and then probably the original FF Seven, just to understand even remotely what the hell's going on and why this everything's important in this game. Yep. Um. Like, who's this bitch? Who's that bitch? Who's that dude with a giant sword? I was like... Because, like, it's not that the game doesn't explain certain things, but there's just stuff that happens towards that the end of... They're not gonna explain it, but it's not gonna explain it. No, it's, 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 it's not all that explain. contextual. <laughs> like, wait, why the fuck did this happen? Because it wasn't supposed to happen. What do you mean it wasn't supposed to happen? Play the first game. Yeah, there's a, there's a fight at the end <clears> of that <throat> first remake that I won't spoil, but I will say, you should not be fighting them there. <laughs> you should just not be fighting them <laughs> this is not where this goes down at all <laughs> and it's pretty much it's very aware that it's like the game is telling you y'all like 
big surprise surprise for those I, mean, I think it's fair for anybody that's gonna play the remake not know it. uh surprise surprise the remake's not a remake it's a sequel like yeah. <laughs> that's pretty big to know honestly is especially if you're gonna go forward trying to play these games it's like yeah no you should probably go play that first one at the very least do some homework <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot game. of homework there's a lot of yeah, homework. do some homework i was like i highly recommend you play crisis core because crisis core is kind of a masterpiece on its own right to be honest <laughs> it deserves it <laughs> they remade watch, it for a reason mm-hmm. watch it for the drama enjoy the story because shit and cheese the hell out time. of it in terms of gameplay for real yeah you can cheese it <clears throat> It's still fun. Oh, it's still fun, yeah. It's It's just, it was the first game I cheese um, that type of combat because I beat, like, level 19 missions at, like, (laughs) 5. He's like, nah, I'm for sure about to use this uh, slot machine. No, dodge roll slot machines. I got really lucky with a lot of slot machines. I think I summoned Ifrit five times in one battle. That's lucky. Gotta hit them octo slashes. Zack is also one of my favorite (laughs) video game characters in general. Uh, funny enough, so like it works out because you would think it's Cloud, but Zach is actually the homie. <laughs> I, I remember back when I was a kid when I was waiting for Birth by Sleep to finally release on PSP. We was like, oh my god, Zach is gonna be in the, Olymp- in the Olympic Coliseum. Got to see him for his 15 minutes of fame. Yep, that was disrespectful, <laughs> and that's all we got. Aqua owed him a date. <laughs> And then I knew what ha- the saddest part is I played I played those games like simultaneously. <laughs> um, so I beat Birth by Sleep before I beat Crisis Core. Right? So I got There's to the end of Crisis Core going uh, and I guess surprise, surprise, I'm just, like Crisis Core just re released for those that don't know, but like I'm gonna spoil a little bit of Crisis Core because Crisis Core is like what? Uh ten, ten years because it came out on PSP in two thousand uh, ten. It should be a fi- should be like fifteen years now at this point. Hold on, hold on. Crisis Core, original Crisis Core. Either way, it's <clears throat> I'm gonna spoil the end of the Crisis Core. Two thousand seven. I'm gonna spoil the end of the Crisis Core because it's kind of important here. But like the idea that you get to the end of Birth by Sleep and it's like, oh, Aqua, no, not you being trapped here for like ever. Damn, she's never gonna have that date with Zach. And then I finished Crisis Core, and I'm like, damn, he was never destined to get it anyway. That man's gone. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> and it's, they and it's really weird. <laughs> like, I played both of those games back to back. I was like, damn, this is. And then I played it. When I went back and played uh, Birth by Sleep again and got to that scene, I'm like, this is the most tragic, they knew what, the, what they did here type situation I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like, this man's destined for death, and this woman's destined to never show back up again. This is dirty. <laughs> they like to do people really dirty. <laughs> yep. Hey, you, got, you, got, you got feels, you gotta step all over them. Ain't no such thing as favorite characters. I couldn't here. imagine had you already played Crisis Core, saw him, and was like, oh, my nigga. <laughs> Just what? looking at him and start crying. I'm like, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who I forgot who I was watching. It was somebody I was watching on YouTube, and they pretty much uh, said the uh, how Final Fantasy VII OG uh, went down story wise, and I was just like, "Well, damn, that's kind of fucked up." And then I thought about it in retrospective. Wait a minute, if Crisis Core happens like 
how many years after the original release of Seven on the PS on PS One, and you already know this shit. Yeah, you go into it kind of knowing. <laughs> yeah, Crisis yeah. Four came out ten years after Seven. But I didn't know because I didn't play the original <clears throat> when it came out. I played Crisis Core because they was like, one, it was on the PSP, and two, the first thing I found out was that it's the thing that takes place first. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let me play this first because it takes place first. Like I understood it was a newer game, but I, I mean, it just expands the it expands Cloud's um, amnesia just that much more though. Yeah. So it's like I'm like okay, let me go down. Plus, I didn't have that kind of context, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like I knew that Seven existed. I knew about the characters in Seven. I didn't know everything I needed to know about Seven. Right, because I never played the I, when I played it, I never played the game yet. I hadn't played seven. I had seen Birth by Sleep, so I knew all the after effects, but not really knowing all the, like the context for some of those things and like how things played out. Right, so it's like, for instance, I probably watched Birth by Sleep and just didn't know who Zach was. Right, like I saw Zach and I knew who Aerith was, and I was like, oh, okay, well I know that one, but like didn't know who Zach was. I was like, I don't know who that guy is, and so then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play Birth by Sleep, and goes like. Oh my chest! <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get hit like this. And I played seven and was like, "Damn!" And we get back to the the obvious scene in seven, and I'm like, "Yeah, there it is again." <laughs> get start getting teared up. <laughs> Not like, like pain. I like it. Give us more. Don't worry. Your your money will service us really well. And then I get to the end of the remake, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Because it blows everything we knew out of the water. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> the only thing I wish I could have seen was um, there's a game that like only released in Japan, I believe, and it's called Before Crisis. Before Crisis was a mobile uh, mobile phone yeah. version that was uh, showing off. I think the story the of the Turks at the time. It was yeah, the story of the Turks and like how things play out around the start uh, the pop off mm-hmm. of Crisis Core. Yep, and I'm like. Oh, I wish I could have seen that. Like, I, I really wanted to look at that. So you're um, in luck, Amani. Uh, 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 before Crisis and Dryer to Servers is getting recreated for Final Fantasy VII Ever oh, yeah, Crisis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I plan on actually playing Ever Crisis. Because it's... Honestly, if you wanted to get a nice summary, Ever Crisis might be the move on, like, the entire mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> it plans to retell the events of the original seven, all canon titles and compilation of Final Fantasy VII franchise, the movie... Before Crisis, Crisis Core, and Diodra Cerberus. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, no, that's super worth it. I'm actually kind of happy they're doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy they're doing that. I'm going to actually play through that because it's it's useful for keeping up with everything that's in Seven. Absolutely, because there's also the manga that they have to gloss over. There's also the novel they have to gloss over. But FF Seven is uh, sick. All the all the Final Fantasy games are actually really good. I mean, Seven's like, legendary because it's the it, I think it, it's a recent... Well, no, 3 was the reason why it became a household name in America. Um, yeah. But 7 really brought it worldwide stage. Fair enough. Um, but to come back around, because we were talking about um, playing the series. Yeah, no, I would recommend playing the series for um, No More Heroes before you even get to this third one. It is a wild ride, and it hinges on the fact... Some of the stuff that happens hinges on the fact that you know stuff <laughs> that you are aware of some things so like i wouldn't recommend just jumping on to it's wild and en- basically i can describe it as it's wild enough that if you did jump onto it you'd be like don't pull uh who should not be named okay yeah like it's wild no genuinely it's wild enough that you could you could jump onto it and be fine 
because you'll probably be just as befuddled as everyone else. I mean, you're befuddled. <laughs> you didn't play the whole series. <laughs> yeah, no, I played the whole series, and I'm still like, bruh. <laughs> but um, for context purposes, to make it a little less befuddling, even though you're going to be befuddled regardless, I would definitely just recommend just playing the whole series, so that way you're like, I at least understand the throughway lines. <laughs> I'm, I'm the hardcore kid of Hearthstone. I'm still befuddled. Because if you don't understand the throughway lines, you're just gonna be like, "I am lost." I had, I had fun, probably, maybe. <laughs> but I like, had fun. I had fun. Drama. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on here, but I had fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, Emory Heroes Three is is dope. Um, highly recommend playing that game. It's just, it's a fun time. Uh, <laughs> my brain hurts though <laughs> so Jones if you ever get to playing those games I recommend getting some asset well he's already gotten one he's on two I know but when oh, he gets yeah. three get gets a asset just don't oh, do man. that why do that to yourself <laughs> cause look I've seen I've seen what happened with um only one of the boss fights cause I wanted to see what uh the shit was at first before everybody started talking about it and it was the um I think it was the Fastenisa, the Fastenisa uh, boss. Oh, okay. The one that was like a super idol, I think, or it was like it was a fashion model. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one she was, and how crazy and how crazy that shit went. Cause like they started pulling the um, like that one episode of Fully Cooly where they just randomly started cutting into different types of animation. Like one time they randomly cut into a South Park type of animation. <laughs> When the uh, when the dude with the stick on eyebrows was going through his explanation or whatever, oh yeah, that's how it felt like when I was watching that shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is all this right here? And then the bright colors. But then again, that's me reminding myself, hey, you know, the switch. Uh, people are trying to use the switch to the full powers now. I do think that that's the one thing that they probably should have changed. Um, <clears throat> the the three does not have the same art style, straight up as um, one and two. And it shows a little bit. Like, it technically looks better, but, like, not really, if that makes any sense. Like, obviously, the models are modeled more, like, detail, like, has more detail, but, like, it loses its character, is the best way I could describe it. It's not the same. Like, it's still shell shaded, but it's not cell shaded in the same way. Where, like, uh, No More Heroes 1 and 2 is, like, very flat. Like, everything is very flat, but it has, like, harsh shadows and color differently. It doesn't have that. It's a little bit of a shame, to be honest. But that's my only, like, downside about it. Um, other thing I was doing is uh, we checked out Black Mirror. Um, we checked out a couple episodes of that. I'm glad that Black Mirror, I believe it's season 6, Black Mirror is uh, still painful. <laughs> um, that sounds weird, but, like... It's not. <laughs> Black Mirror just hurts. It just has things that hurt. Um, I'm gonna have to rewatch episodes again just because I, I want to go back through them. I guess technically I'm a masochist because I want to hurt more. But like when I watched them, I didn't have my full attention. Full attention. Like I was in, I was enjoying them, and they were good. And I definitely know the plots, but I'm having a hard time just straight up remembering them. If that makes any sense, just like going straight through it. But from what I remember. They were good. Like they still, still just as good as the, the I want to say season, season one and two. It feels like around season one and two quality, for me. To me, season five kind of fell off, and that's the one that people were like, the most freaked out about. They're like, oh no, that striking vipers episode. Like, okay, get over yourself. It's whatever. 
<laughs> that one's funny. That one's actually funny to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is weird because like <laughs> most Black uh, Black Mirror episodes to me, I usually walk away from being like, "Damn, that's fucked up." <laughs> like <laughs> Striking Vipers, I walked away from was like, "That shit's hilarious, bro." <laughs> Only for people to be like, you know. I couldn't deal. I'm like, you can't deal with that one. But then there's the alligator one. What was it called? The crocodile tears. Crocodile tears was the one with like the insurance um machine that allowed people it to read people's memories to see what happened from different perspectives. I don't know if you guys seen it. Have you guys seen Black Mirror? Yeah, not all of it. I only seen I only seen the most controversial episode. You know, the one so you with saw the, the striking papers. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I, I've seen and I heard about. Like I want to get into it. It's but... good. So, honestly, Striking Vipers is, Striking Vipers to me is the least fascinating episode out of all the ones that they brought up. One of the least fascinating. I'm not going to say it's the least fascinating. It's hilarious. Like, I find what happens in it funny more than anything else. Black Mirror is not usually funny, if that makes any sense. Sometimes it plays say. out I, get, I, mean, comedy, I mean, right? it's, it's like, can be ironically funny. Yeah, like it has real. stuff. I think, like I that, think but, the funniest episode that's still kind of black humor as was the Miley Cyrus one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that one was pretty, like, okay, that's pretty funny. Like, that's kind of, that season is just not, for me, it's not that great. Like, it's going lighter. It's definitely, like, season five is more black comedy-esque, or I guess it's season four. I think it's season four, season five, um, where the situations are just kind of, like, <laughs> I guess that's a way. Like, the situation is kind of fucked up at most, kind of fucked up at most, um, whereas, like, there's other ones that have, like, like, White Bear is really good, because that one is, like, for me, personally, I find White Bear to be, like, weirdly fucked up. There's just lines that are drawn that I'm like, I don't know if uh, if the crime fits in this instance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Um, or uh, the Crocodile one, which I was saying, which was the one with the insurance stuff. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but the idea is that, like, um, what is used? The basic plot is is that what is used to find um to find out what happened with an accident, like a car accident, right, is then used to cover up a murder. Well, it, it, it what is supposed to be an investigation into a car accident turns into an investigation of a murder, essentially. Um, and that's crazy, and the result of that is also crazy. <laughs> Um, that episode is so rough that I actually had to stop watching Black Mirror for a little bit. I was like, fuck, like, I, my, my soul darkened a little bit today. I need to go chill and do something else. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that man said he read no longer human and he was like, nah, nah, I I gotta question my life and existence right now. Like Jones, you actually love stuff that like darkens you a little bit, you know, like, yes, uh, I do. So, yeah. So I'm like. Black Mirror is a super a show for you. Um, like I said, like it's not because the idea is that it's it's sci-fi. That's usually the entire deal. One of the episodes that I've recently watched is does not have a sci-fi twist. I'll say that, but like the idea is usually just a relative near future sci-fi concept twisted is the idea. Um, there's like only one episode that really breaks that mold that I can think of out of the entire series, um, and that's a recent episode. Um, but besides that, you can usually watch them with the idea that this is, like, something that could happen or, like, near future 
slightly distant future dystopia. It's always like kind of a dystopia sort of thing. Um, and it's kind of fun. I would say the best way, after watching that Striking Vipers episode for the first time, I was like, the best way to describe it, just to get me hooked on it, was uh, it's just a modern day uh, Twilight Zone. See, but Twilight Zone is very. Twilight Zone's different. Twilight Zone is very. The best way I can say is Twilight Zone is more. It's focusing on, like, more of a horror aspect to it. Like, it's trying to be scary, quote unquote, or, like, Dis- disturb you in a different kind of way. Um, I mean, that's that's what that's what um that's why Twilight Zone was especially with Rod Sterling as the host because uh what was it the tiny the talking teenage episode that basically inspired Chucky um the one story about the the couple who was sitting in a diner and I think the husband got addicted to the uh, fortune telling devil box machine that was in the uh, diner booth because like, they kept on saying so everything that came though. true genre wise is the best way i can describe it like it's kind of it's not just one thing black mirror is specifically like sci-fi element twisted right like it's it's not like far sci-fi like it's not love death and robots right like mm-hmm. love death and robots is like love death and robots is like just it's, it's animation extravaganza yeah. a lot of time it's it's animation <clears throat> extravaganza but like the, the theme of love death and robots is that it's a sci-fi thing it's going to involve love death or robots right yeah. like, <laughs> Oh, you talking about love? All three of these concepts are going to be involved somehow. (laughs) All three. It was like, but the idea is that like, it is sticking to a specific theme, but it's all over the place. The the idea is that like, it's this one's funny, this one's dark, this one's like, it's not that. Like Black Mirror is very more, it's way more focused than both of those kinds of series. Is the best way I can possibly describe it. So like, there's one episode that talks about uh it's this thing called the guardian angel right and it's used what it's meant to do is it's meant to be used for children right to help them when they get lost stuff like that like you're supposed to use it so that you can keep track of your child and make sure that nothing bad is happening to them when you're not around when you're not capable of being around you know what i mean it's like so it's like location and it allows you to see what they're seeing is the deal so you can see their perspective and then be able to find them based on that like see what they're seeing hear what they're hearing for a bit um the crazy part about that episode is that like what if you just forgot to take it out after a certain point and and so it's like what are the ramifications of that how does that play out that type of technology you see how it's useful then you get to see how it's like how it could be abused really quickly and it's like oh that's you know that's kind of feels bad right that's kind of how black mirror works right it's usually it takes it gives you a concept and then it takes that concept that might seem really cool and go like let's twist it let's just let's just turn this a little bit and be like let's see where we can go with it um one of the recent episodes which really good um (laughs) This one's fun, which was, uh, what if Netflix just got the rights to just make shows out of people? And so, like, what if you just came home and your life was a show for people to watch? But you didn't sign off on that. <laughs> I about to say, that was, that's basically like half the episode of, um, of South Park when, uh, what was it? When, uh... Kyle didn't read the uh, terms, the light, uh, except the terms and uh, conditions. 
mm-hmm. he didn't read them, and then he ended up uh, being the next uh, experiment. Oh yeah, it becomes, it, beca- it becomes a human Sentai pad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember no, that one. That was, was fucked up. <laughs> but like, it's stuff like it's kind of stuff like that, but it's not always well. Usually, Black Mirror isn't really funny about it. Like it's <clears throat> it's treated seriously. It can be kind of comical. <clears throat> But, like, it's treated seriously. Like, even the Striking Vipers episode is treated seriously in its own context. But it's funny because it's like, ah, yeah, they're, they're gay. And it's over a game. That's funny. And it's just kind of like, the thing Like the, the thing that got everybody, that kind of threw everyone off, was like, well, that's kind of crazy. And I'm just, like, looking at it being like, <laughs> it's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cool one. Like, that one didn't, that one died, like, out of anything, that didn't darken my heart even the slightest. It was just like, <laughs> that was it right um black bear's dope i like this new season i haven't finished this new season but i've gotten pretty far and it depends like a bunch of episodes in the same day so i have to finish it but black bear's dope so go check out black mirror um i think that's it for well that's definitely it for my week i don't think i've done anything else um but now we can move on a bit to the news. So let's cover a couple of things real quick with this. Real, real quick. So, um, I guess first up, let us take a look at... I mean, personally, talk about my personal taste. El Paso Everywhere got a new trailer. No new release date. New enemy we get to see shown off. This game continues to be hella mysterious and cool at the same time. <laughs> it has style. It has swag. <laughs> um, but for those that don't know, El Paso Everywhere is Max Payne versus well demons. Yeah, no, it's just it's just Max Payne versus like uh, demons and monsters of the underworld and stuff like that. Uh, homeboy goes to a hotel in El Paso that has like ninety nine floors, even though technically <clears throat> it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't exist, but it's there. Yep. Um, and people were referring and, to Max Payne as an old franchise, so it's it was a cop that I was able to do bullet time, jump through the air, both forward and backward while shooting enemies, uh, full on Matrix style. <clears throat> so, is basically that, but you're fighting like crazy monsters and stuff like that down in the basement. It's very, it's very control, but control is X Files. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's like noir X Files. Extreme Noir X Files. <laughs> um, plus, it has like a PlayStation One slash PlayStation Two. Would you say like somewhere in between there? Uh, mostly two. Kind of it's aesthetic. more smoother than one, I would say. It's smoother than one. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say like, Max Payne came out on PS Two. Yeah, it's very in between, but it's cool. It's a vibe. I like how that looks. What about you, Pele? I'm excited for it. El Paso Everywhere looks ridiculously fun, honestly, because I miss the old Matt. X Payne style stuff, and I get to jump through the air while shooting at demons with guns again. Like, <laughs> which one uh... <laughs> you wanted to, to talk about? <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, one thing I actually looked really cool, um, or just thinking like conceptually wise, uh, 33 Immortals I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah. It's a top down roguelite, um, uh, roguelite game um, that actually has the premise of having 33 players playing all at once. And it plays a lot like Hades from what I see there. And I'm thinking, like, how the fuck are we going to get 33 players playing this all at once? This is a great squad game. I want it. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just trying to think conceptually, like, like the maps don't look that big. 33 players is insane. 
it's gonna it's gonna be kind of wild. How do? My question is how they're gonna balance that. More more enemies, more numbers. All three, like okay, they're gonna sum a million. Like okay, three thirty three million enemies. Like okay, you take a million on the left, I'll take a million on the right. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Split up in the squads. I look forward to it. I look forward <coughs> to messing around and seeing how that plays out. It's gonna be intense. But, looks of it. All right, mm-hmm. Jones. What about you, man? Mm-hmm. What's something uh, on here that you look forward to? Uh, first one, pretty much. <laughs> Fucking uh, mariachi uh, legends, because the just because the fact that a lot of Metroidvanias got announced being released either this year or later on next year, and this one actually looks the most interesting to me because you basically get in, um, enticed by Death to do her bidding. And do what she needs to do, but of course you're transforming into the Sombra. Essentially, the, the Death Zoro. Yeah. Because I want to think what's the best brooding character. Like I want to say, imagine a Mexican Castlevania, but with blasphemous entails because it's it looks really bloody. Yeah, it really <clears> does, <throat> and the art looks so beautiful because like even Lady Death. And the bar that she runs is like, it does it for me. Also, I just want to say about this fact: it's a game set in uh, a, a, um, old timey Mexico, like this um, American Civil War as Mexico. You're playing as a Mexican named Paulo Cruz. Lady Death uh, is your um, quote unquote um, patron, and she's Japanese. <laughs> Take that for what you will. Gotta love it. <laughs> it's freaking weird, is all I gotta say. Like, why the fuck is our Japanese deity coming into Mexico? Oh, we haven't even started talking about weird. Not truly. Not when Squirrel with a gun exists. <laughs> that looks fun. <laughs> that looks true. Fun. Squirrel, man, the I was made of the joke, and it looks fun. <laughs> I believe we talked about it on the podcast before, but Squirrel with a gun looks so stupid, bro. <laughs> It, it, this, this is just Untitled so, Goose Game and freaking um, Goat Simulator all over again. It really is. Yo, you have executions. Sure you have executions. You can fly in the air with a fucking Glock. No, man, you don't understand. The, ma- the, the, the squirrel fucking do flips, does all the tricks <laughs> in the book just so it can do what it wants to do with a gun. Like, how... Matter of fact... I want to know what's the dumbass um, logic behind it when it was like, oh, Squirrel got set three, uh, set free, dude trips over, leaves his gun. Oh, so what, y'all experiment on this shit? Is it supposed to be like a, a joke on Conker's Bad Fur Day if it's in real life? <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> that squirrel knows. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so dumb. It is so dumb. I love that it's so dumb. <laughs> It doing a rainstorm is crazy to me. Like that's that's stupid. It's just do a devil may cry. <laughs> and it's different ones. The squirrel picking up the shotgun got me because I was looking at it being like, bro. No, it's the way that it's holding on to it, and it's fucking. It's still fucking hilarious to me about how the fuck it just uh, does all the acrobatics. Because the then Uzi. it, what? Uzi was going crazy with the Uzi. <laughs> oh my god, the Uzi. <clears throat> Squirrel with a gun is fun. You guys should just go look at Squirrel with a gun. Um, 
But I'll take that as my dumbass game for uh for 2024. No, 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 no. Here's the dumbass game. I'm gonna get Hugh Jones only up. Only. Up. Oh man, <laughs> I was I was about to look at that too when I was on the storefront earlier, yeah. but I haven't got a chance yet. So only up, Amani is um it's the newest getting over it where your goal is to literally just jump, climb up this gigantic collage of bullshit um to get the very top. World record at the moment is only 25 minutes long, but I've seen players go for hours playing it and lose so much progress in instant. Oh, it's like, it's worse than getting over it because the amount of progress you lose is t- way more tremendous. <clears throat> Damn. Damn. Alright. Um, what else have we got? <coughs> What's another one you guys want to talk about? Let's see. Uh, Jones, unless you got one right off the top of your head. Um... Uh... Kun, uh, Kuninitsugami Path, uh, Path of the Goddess. That one looks interesting. Capcom's, I I want to just say it as my bold take that is Capcom's Neo. Uh, Onimusha, really? Like. That too. Well, I don't know because Onimusha was more for survival. Onimusha is a little strange because Onimusha initially is just like Resident Evil but swords, mm-hmm. and then. It's made by yeah, Capcom, that's why I say it's like a little bit like that. Is it made by Capcom? I yes, Path of the Goddess is made by Capcom. Oh, I completely missed that. There, there's the giant Capcom logo right there. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I remember looking at this though. It looks kind of. It looks like I like what it looks like. Is this running on RE Engine? More than likely. I feel like yes, it, it is. is. Mm-hmm. The designs are clean though. I remember looking at this, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you too much about it. It's cool, the gameplay uh, is very hack and slashy from the looks of it, and I can see what Jones means by uh, uh, relations to um, <clears throat> Neo. It does seem to be that focus. So I think it's more multiplayer esque with the other characters involved. Though I'm not entirely certain that's going to be the in the final <coughs> for other players to chop in like that, though. Is it going to be co-op? Possibly is my guess. Uh, It hasn't confirmed nor denied it yet, though. I like a lot of the monster designs, though, the Onis and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It looks cool, yeah. It's got style. That's the number one thing about this game, is it's got hella style. Yep. I mean, it's Capcom. Of course it's going to have style. Huh. I'm trying to figure out. This might actually just be a unique thing. Like, I mean, like, I don't think there's anything that really... It's hack and slash right yep like it has like hack and elements but i'm like as i'm looking at it i'm like i'm not actually sure if there's anything we could compare it to because i don't know if onimusha is a good enough comparison it's more right yeah it's not onimusha it's not definitely not onimusha but it's more well based on the seeing just from the camera angles it looks a bit isometric i could almost compare yeah, it, it like to it out enough so an action a more um hack and slashy version of a dungeon crawler but it's not that far out, right? Like, it's, it's not that far away. Yeah. Like, the combat seems to be mm-hmm. more involved than that. It's more involved than so a dungeon crawl. Like, I'll definitely say that for sure. It does kind of go for that little bit of isometric feel, though. I noticed that. Which is why I gave it, like, maybe it might be a bit of a dungeon crawler. <clears throat> we'll see when but it comes to the like, game Other yeah. AI. Yeah, that's true. They have, like, other AI that's along with you, too, and you're doing other stuff. So it's, like, it's, it's in a weird spot where it's, like, no, this might be that kind of game that's, like, a perfect mesh of a bunch of stuff. So it's hard to actually figure out what it's is you know what i mean mm-hmm. we'll just have to wait and see when it comes out for it definitely keep an eye on it because capcom well for the most part has been hitting it out of the park 
That's true. Really have. And since we're going to talk about Capcom, I guess I have to bring up Pragmata. Pragmata. Which has been delayed, though, despite the fact that it's been delayed, this is the first time we're seeing anything <clears throat> about this game actually, like, being a thing. So it's the weirdest situation ever. <laughs> um, They put, like, a huge heartfelt apology in it, saying sorry that it's getting delayed, but the only thing we knew from before was just a cinematic trailer that didn't show us any gameplay. So it's Look, like, you showed us gameplay, and that's uh, that's that's where we're really happy about that. And delays. Oh yeah, the gameplay looks cool. Mm -hmm. I'm just now I'm like it's weird because it's like the trailer was what made me more upset that I'm not getting this soon. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer in which they are apologizing for it not coming out soon. Hey, hey. I'm like, oh damn. Yeah, I'm okay with delays <laughs> because after how many fucking failures of launches have we had so far this year alone? Oh, no, I'm not mad. I want them to take their time, do their thing. But, like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, before, it's like, yeah, no, it exists. It's it's a game that it exists. I don't know what it is. Now I know what it is, and I want it. So now I'm like, oh, it's delayed. <laughs> Pain. More delays. But we need them in this day and age. I'm really clearly, which is sad. Honest, but here's the thing. Like, speaking of other games that are delayed, though, that I'm actually not that looking forward to, um, still is Skull and Bones. Yeah, that's gone through too many delays, actually. Yeah, too many delays. I think it's, on, it's six at this moment. Um, they released a kind of fun sea shanty um, announcement trailer for their beta coming out later this August. Fingers freaking crossed for Ubisoft because they need a win, honestly. They do. They have, they have nothing <clears throat> else going on for them besides fucking um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which we finally did see gameplay for that shit. Um, um Prince of Persia was cool. different. Uh, no, yeah, the next Prince of Persia hack, uh, Metroidvania game was dope. But beyond yes. that, that's really all I'm interested in from Ubisoft. That's fair. That is fair. Speaking of companies <clears throat> that are doing a good job, though, um, so Tango Gangerworks GameWorks over here doing crazy with Hi-Fi Rush because they got a new announcement trailer with the arcade um, challenge stuff that's happening. A uh, bunch of new skins are being added. They're adding two new modes to the game completely. And I think one is, like, a... One is a new type of rhythm tower that, like, has, like, the, uh... I think it's 200 BPM or something like that mode. Ooh. Seems kind of cool. Uh, that means a quicker, and, um, quicker fighting. That's dope. Yeah. And then another one is, like, a roguelike mode, where it's, like, you have to level yourself up um, from, like, start to end with all your abilities. And, like, you don't have all your abilities to start. And you essentially progress through this tower and make yourself the chai you like to play towards the end of the game <laughs> through uh, roguelike mechanics. And I'm like, that's cool. That's actually super cool. They're putting, a lot of stuff, of they're putting a lot of stuff in this game that doesn't really need it to be totally honest, but it's it dope. Doesn't. They have a PlayStation 1 skin. Yeah. They put a PlayStation 1 skin in the game, and I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Again, they don't need to do all things. of this stuff. The game was great to begin with, but like, still, like, insane. Hey, you care about gameplay and what actually makes games fun? This is the type of stuff I'm talking about that we need. Good ass. Good ass, really. <clears throat> okay, so let's get uh, one more for each of us. So, uh, what's another one for you guys? I'm surprised you haven't talked about the NF Duel. Yeah, they announced a new character. Mm -hmm. it, they actually have gameplay for her now. So I'm like, see, what's weird about it is I knew she existed. They actually just finally showed her off. Um... I think she's supposed to be the variant on Hitman, like the female variant on Hitman. Um, I think so. Yeah, because, like, the NF Duel has multiple <coughs> classes, but, like, 
some of the some of the subclasses are decided by whether or not you're male or female variants, um, which is interesting but a little weird. It's based off a of dungeon uh, dungeon fighters online, so that's... well, yeah, but that's how how it works. Like all the characters are based off of that, based on you know whether you're it'll be male or female and then what path you chose when you do it. But like the path you choose is a different path based on the fact that you're male or female. So like this is the I think this is still Hitman, but it's a different character completely because it's uh, it's Spectre, obviously. But it, like, pathwise in DNF Duel, it's a different character completely because just because it's a female, it's the female equivalent of Hitman, but they're doing something different, completely, um, even in the game. So like, they have a different moveset and everything, like different features, and so obviously translating that over into DNF Duel, it's the same thing. Like I think. Um, Striker and Grappler are the same way. Like they're the same trees, but they're the uh, the male and female variants on on those trees, right? Mm-hmm. Like she chose the Striker variant, he chose the Grappler variant, but I think they're both fighters. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they still haven't added the um the what's it called yet. I think it's a Shaman or a Necromancer <laughs> class that they have in there yet. But from the way that the game is titled, I'm like looking like to my DNF duel. Who's next? Uh, hopefully this is just going to be a fucking update and not uh, another like capcom uh hey we just updated the game here goes the extra title and we're going to do it like three four fucking times <laughs> i mean to I'm be fair be- i was going to say like that's the case of fighting games out at least triple a ones where they release several different years or season passes for the same game until you know development is straight up done oh she's got the wire stuff i didn't even look at that part in the trailer i didn't notice it mm-hmm. she had wires i thought she had a command dash <clears throat> the, well the fact that it's a wire is different. Um, damn. See, here's the only problem. I actually really like the NF Duel, but like, its dole out of characters is incredibly slow. <laughs> this is the only DLC character I think that's been dropped in this game. Because I was so gonna far. say, like, when did the NF Duel come out? Because it feels like ages ago. Like last year. I think. Yeah. Like this is the only one that's been dropped. Like, granted, the game could be faster. Right? Like, it could be a little bit more faster movement wise, neutral wise. But like, it's a really cool game. It just sucks that like, Support I feel for like it. it's gonna it's gonna die because of the fact that it's like the we should have been that we should have been like through like most of the cat like well, not most of the cast but like we should have probably had more than one character out within the first year of the game, like. And she's not even out yet. She's on her way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, mm. I, I look forward to playing this game when it decides to put more people into it. And I want to play more of it. It's just, I don't know if the, the people are really there for it that much. I think there are, but like, you know. Well, let's check the numbers, shall we? Oh, yeah, go ahead and check it on Steam. Steam is not really indicative for fighting. It's not the biggest place for fighting games all the time, but like, <clears> it works. <throat> Let's see. Steam charts currently. Um, let's see. Uh, eight. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> eighteen players playing right now. Last twenty-four hour peak is thirty-seven. Wait, one more time. Eighteen players are playing right now. The last twenty-four hour peak was thirty-seven people. Damn. The all-time oh. peak twelve months ago was twelve thousand. Yeah, that. Yeah, people are just. The community is. Granted. Just... <clears throat> granted. I'll say this. Because I, I want to point this out. Street Fighter Six just dropped. <laughs> Everyone might be playing that yeah. right now. <laughs> and depending on how long Street Fighter Six supports it, that might stay, might stay there, though. It might stay that way, though. <clears throat> yeah. 
Shoot, the oh, first character well, for Street Fighter 6 should bro. be coming out by uh, fall of this year, honestly. Mm -hmm. Who's the first one? Is it Aki or is it... <clears throat> I don't know. I know Akuma's cause, last. Because they, they, they announced the uh, the fucking season one trailer. I think in I think it's whoever is in it's in order from left to right. I think it's in order from left to right, because I think so because it makes sense that Akuma would be last. Yeah, Akuma is confirmed to be last. So if that's the case, then it's gonna be Aki first. Which, cool. I was looking forward to playing her anyway. Like I actually kind of wanted to see what she was about. It's gonna be Aki then Rashid. So I guess I'm eating because it's gonna be new character I wanted to try. Then my main. Then my other main, <laughs> which is Ed, and then Akuma, <laughs> which. I'm not that attached to Akuma. Akuma's cool, though. <laughs> he is a stable character. Hey, we always need our glass cannon show, though. <coughs> I guess we do. I just want Sean, man. <laughs> like, listen, it's cool listen. that Akuma's showing up. That's not the show, though, I want. <laughs> listen, he should he should have showed his ass up in 5, then. No. They reject, they reject this my is baby the game Laura he needs unless she's coming in. back for DLC. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This is the game he needs to show up in. This is actually the game he needs to show up in. Because this is the first game that takes place after 3. This is the game he needs to show up in. <laughs> oh, it's finally like, the the, final, the Fast and Furious movie finally after Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I would have <laughs> liked... Yeah, pretty much. I would have liked him to show up in 5. That would have been nice because he had a sister there. <clears throat> I don't care. He needs to be in this one. This game is lacking... Now, here's, Third a, strike now here's, a, here's a better question, Imani. <laughs> Where does this take place after Tekken 7? Ha! That's a great question. I have no idea. I'm assuming after. <laughs> because Akuma looks very different now. Oh, wait. Uh, I think they settled that junk a long time ago. Because uh, Akuma in Tekken 7 <laughs> is, I think, the same Akuma from Tekken 4. Yeah. So much, much, much time has passed. Street Fighter Four, you mean? Yeah, a lot of time, shit ton of time. Basically, because because Street Fighter Four takes place after after two, right? It goes Street Fighter One, Two. I know it have to take place after two. There's nothing else. Four, five, and then three. Yeah, four, five, and three. Because four, it's four, five takes place right before three, then three, then six. Because it's it's the reason why Bison, five is the reason why Bison is not in three. Mm -hmm. Like that is just why that is. And I was like, that's good. <clears throat> um, speaking of cool settings, though, um, I guess the one of the things I wanted to mention on here, where is it? South of Midnight. The idea of doing a cool, uh. Bada Bayou's voodoo-inspired, um, like, Louisiana game fascinates me. Because I'm, I'm always one for seeing new cultures in video games. I like seeing different stuff be utilized in video games. Well, just different stuff in general, honestly. It doesn't really matter. For I mean, voodoo, like, <clears throat> Louisiana culture and voodoo is not really touched on much in video games. It's not. And it's cool. Like, look at it. <laughs> it's so cool. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, no, nah, you got to do it. I was, like, I was actually more curious on the developers on this one. Who was it again? Compulsion Games? I believe so. Yes, Compulsion. The people who did, um, <clears throat> um, uh, fuck. Oh, um, 
Uh, what's that fucking game? I have it installed. Where the fuck is it? We Happy Few and um, uh, the game I played on the PS4 that I actually liked. Oh, um, We Happy Few? Compulsion. What did I fucking hmm. make PS1? PS4. But continue, Money. Sorry. We Happy Few. Uh, the fact mm-hmm. that they made the We Happy Few game, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. A little, a little bit apprehensive, yeah. And the story's, yeah, that makes me the whole story's great. And as long as this game's not a fucking survival game, I'm okay with that. You know what? That's the thing about <laughs> We Happy Few. We Happy Few really just kind of, like, pulled the rug from everyone's, uh, from under everyone. Because I think we all agreed, I think we talked about it in the podcast, everyone thought that that was going to be something like Bioshock. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone yeah, thought it was going to be something that was like Bioshock, because that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, it's a survival game. And we're like, Why? where did that come from? Why is this survival Where did that game? come exactly. from? <laughs> I did not like, want this. Time I've seen... And it was like, oh, come on. It didn't need to be a survival game. It really did not. <laughs> it didn't need to. Like, every single time I've seen the fucking gameplay for it or just trying to get uh, watch it just to understand how the fuck this game is supposed to be, then that's when, it's like, the whole survival aspect comes in. But you guys want us to do side missions involving uh the drugs and everything like that your smile drug and everything joy like, what the yeah. fuck our joy that's what it, <clears throat> i'm thinking about one piece now um what though and, and then you don't hear much about it I, I don't even think didn't they have a season pass i think they did it had and... three dlcs that came out with all story related mm-hmm. too it was like it's a continuation of more of it but like again if your main concept of the game is still survival crafting uh, like I was like, uh, this, this it's just what made it super strange, right? Like, cause this is like, <laughs> it makes it a chore to play because like, like I want to know the story. Like... I want to get through it, but I got to get through all this extra bullshit just to survive it. Like what the fuck? It seemed like you were supposed <clears throat> to be playing it from like an espionage stealth perspective, kind of like Dishonored <clears throat> a bit, right? <clears throat> but the idea was like a heavy emphasis on the story and how everything was playing out. Right. But like, and then it just wasn't like, then the game just came out and it was like, it was just not that. And everybody was like, what like it still starts the same way too like it has that really really strong opening mm-hmm. and then it's just a lot of like what like meddling work in the mean in between and just like uh why why did you choose this genre for this game like it doesn't even feel like it was supposed to be this game now for this we don't have any gameplay no but well it says um, third person action adventure so that's about it that'll be helpful to be fair if anything i could understand this game having more survival elements mm-hmm. i don't want it <clears throat> To be honest with you, oh, yeah. just don't do it. Oh yeah, so but, like I found it out, makes more sense. Yeah, I found that the first game I really enjoyed, Contrast. Contrast well, was on the PS4 initially, and it was the one that you jumped between shadows to uh, jump through platforms. Oh yeah. Wait, okay, they yeah, did no, this that, game? They did. Yeah, okay. that game was cool. That game was cool. Oh shit. That's why I like. So, that's why I decided for We Happy Few in the first, and I was like, I like Contrast. And then We Happy Few came out like. Okay, oh. so this is pretty 50-50 then. So it's like, hopefully, they learned their lesson from Happy Few. We happy few. Don't make it a survival crafting game, please. Just don't. Just don't do that. Just don't do that. For real. <laughs> just, just don't even... Like, genuinely, I don't want them to do it, but, like, for this game, I could understand it more than We Happy Few, because We Happy Few just doesn't feel if like... If you make it make it a survival horror game, because it gives out that vibe, honestly. Yes. But, yeah, it does. if anything, I'd want the survival elements to be your spells. <laughs> it, it'd be, like, stuff you'd have to prep up so you could do certain spells. If that makes any sense. Like, um... You know what? Like, imagine, Honestly. like, having... I don't think that they're going to use it. They might use it. But, like, having, like, tattoos and stuff like that. But you have to get, like... Ink or stuff. Ink and stuff like that from certain things to have the right tattoos to do certain spells, right? So it's, like, the survival elements come into play for, like, using your abilities. Like, unlocking your abilities, not using them. I wouldn't want to have to constantly, like, get a bunch of crafting stuff so I can do spells. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. like, 
stuff like that, right? Like you have to go hunting and stuff like that to kind of find things so that you could do stuff. Kind of like um, Witcher in a way, where like you would prep to go hunting something in a way, <laughs> but not exactly like Monster Hunter, but you'd prep in a way of like, I have to go find this so I can make this bomb, right? Find this, so I can make this like, type thing that I could spread on my sword, and then I can go hunt this thing. So, like that. That would be cool, essentially. Basically, it's if it's like that. I just, I, if they if they do crafting like that, I'll be cool with it, right? You, you hunt and you craft to, to have permanent improvements on yourself or what you're able to do around. But besides that, I'm like, please, 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 please. Please don't don't mess it up. It it could be this has a chance to be so cool. <laughs> don't squander this. I mean, here's the thing about it. We're currently going through the uh opening moments of We Happy Few as well, because remember how everyone got so enthralled with that game originally as well. See, like I'm not even super, super enthralled. I just I see the concept off of this one trailer because it's not it's not a gameplay trailer, it's not like a huge opening sequence that's like, ooh, that's gonna be pretty good. Like it's just something to go like, hey, look, this is what we're going for. And I'm like, you're going for something to me that is kind of important to me and really cool to me. And I just want it to be good. I just want it to be good. Even if it's not something I like, I just want it to be good. right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> off premise, you already have my attention to a point that I'm like, yeah, like, let's do this. Just reveal the gameplay so, and it turns out to be a, yeah. uh, a settlement similarly. Like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> It's a homestead simulator. <laughs> it can work. You can, you can do it. <clears throat> Slime Rancher is really popular for a reason. Like <laughs> Slime Rancher is an FPS though. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny though. Um, I guess. Um, what's another one that we want to talk about? Then? Let's Since see. I think we got to get one more. <coughs> so I did mine. Jones, you said you wanted to talk uh, about Fortune's Run, right? Which one? Horses? Fortune's Run. Fortune's Run. Oh yeah, Fortune's Run. I forgot about that one, but I wasn't. Uh, I was gonna leave that to the side. Uh, Fortune Run reminds me of basically uh, old school Doom, but you have more weapon options, mm. of course, and it's also in that uh, pixelated art style too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would say like Warriors. early school Shadow Warrior because. You're running and uh, you're running and slashing a lot of motherfuckers too. Oh yeah, Shadow Warrior was pretty good. Right, good too. I just have to play Bolt Gun. That reminded me that Bolt Gun still existed. Yeah, that's also that. on the list. <laughs> um, anything for you, Pele? Let's see. <clears throat> uh, <coughs> let's see. Um, horses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's see. You did not look at it? I I don't remember looking at horses. I don't remember anything about horses. Jones, watch horses as well. You'll see what I mean. I just... Why does this... (laughs) Why does this look so shitty? (laughs) Like, it's got, like, a funny trailer going on. But it's just... It looks so... (laughs) Like, it's, like, on purpose. Yep. Bruh. It's made to be extremely uncomfortable looking. There is a level of bruh. Oh my god. Bruh. <laughs> is this a social commentary? <laughs> Partially? Well, but now? Maybe not social commentary now, but like a yeah. commentary. <clears throat> it is oh, a commentary, no. but I also think it's just like, 
pure psychological, uh, also just purely psychological fuckery. Was this not an experiment? <laughs> Like, was something like this not an experiment? Like, one of those, like, mad illegal experiments that was like, you probably shouldn't have did this. You're probably, like, you're probably thinking of the, uh, what was it, the jailer and the uh, prison Oh, the Stanford prison experiment. That's what, it seems very similar to that. But, like, there's a there's a couple of those that are like that, though. You know what this reminds me of? Crazy enough, it's weird. It's weird I'm going to say this, because these two are not the same games, but, like, I feel like they're going for similar, like, storytelling aspects. Uh, or similar storytelling tones, like where they put the story of an of uh, something kind of forefront, and how they approach everything about it is in that same vein of trying to move that theme along. Um, mm-hmm. Adios. I don't know if you guys have ever played Adios. Uh, it reminds mm-hmm. me of Adios. Yeah, don't recall it too much. Adios is a um is a really cool. It's short. It's a short game. But it is a um, it is a choose your own. It's technically choose your own adventure game, um, but it's like a first person thing in which you are uh, a farmer who who is basically having his like last day while talking to a hitman that is there with him, um, and um. He's just you basically are going about your daily life while talking to this hitman, and you can there are a bunch of different endings you can get, and you can change how things play out. But it's based around the idea of like this, just this moment. Well, it's it is adios is just a moment in time, right? That is happening, and that is the complete story, right? But this is it gives me those similar vibes to adios, where it's like they want to tell a really interesting thing here, specifically with the theming and everything like that, and it feels like one of those things. So you're going to be doing stuff, right? But the main thing that's going to be permeating through the game is its themes more so than anything else. And that's what it feels like to me. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, horses, I can see why you said it looks interesting. <laughs> it does look interesting. <laughs> it reminds me of that one segment uh, in Fallout 3 where you had to actually, uh, you had to put your brain inside the simulator. <laughs> Um, because I forgot what uh, what you had to get. That was, I think, the big to... MT where if you have low, it's it's a funny gig, gig, uh, mechanic in that game because if you have low intelligence, um, the brain starts insulting you. <laughs> Your oh, no, brain no, starts no, no, insulting. No, no, no. Not that it was it was part of the main story. Like remember when you was trying to find um, you had to go through one of the old vaults and then you had to hook your mind up to uh, this old machine. And you're transported into like this black and white. Oh, was, that was uh, a Fallout Three. That's the main part of the story. Yeah, you're in um the Serenity Lane. Um, and mm-hmm. you have the overseer who is a uh, creepy, corrupt motherfucker uh, dressed up as a little girl, um, torturing everybody for eternity. <clears throat> and, oh my god, that's what that reminds me of. That was straight up a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> At least it's better than fucking uh dealing with the uh. What's called Perkin New Vegas? What was it? Wasted Wasteland? Uh, I mean, I love that one. That's just, just straight up funny. <clears throat> I mean, the very first thing a lot of players end up getting when they get the Wasted Wasteland was the corpse of Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's like the most common one people find. Alright. You have a nice hat, though. <laughs> you have a nice hat. Hey, so. at, least, at least watch dogs playing poker, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <clears throat> or the granny gang that attack you in Vegas. 
Oh my god. <laughs> god, I'm just gonna start reminiscing about Fallout. <laughs> so, what, that, that was, that's the one perk about that game that actually made it fun in a sense, despite all the wacky shit that already goes along in New Vegas. Yeah, it was fun. It was made things more entertaining, honestly. And cute little references every now and again, but uh, yes, you go ahead and say the money. Oh yeah, no, I'm just gonna <clears> close <throat> up the podcast on this one. Um, I think we pretty much messed it up. Uh, we know what the the answer, uh, the answer to the obvious usual question is, which is what is the title for this one? Um, yeah, no, it's we finally killed Dead Space three easily. Like I don't think we have anything that's beat that. <laughs> We're gonna close so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, we finally killed Dead Space three. I don't know what made you say it like that, but it worked. <laughs> um, but besides that, <clears throat> so uh, as usual, as per usual. We are bringing it to a close. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Jones, for joining us. Um, <coughs> I need to stretch right now as I'm doing the, the outro. So, Same. as Ugh. per usual, guys, um, you guys enjoy yourself. You guys have fun out there. You uh, should probably talk about and spread the show and let people know about it because that's always fun. You know, because, you know, if you talk about it and... They talk about it, and then other people talk about it, then we get to talk about you guys talking about it. So it's fun like that. <laughs> Comes around full circle. You're spreading the love like we always say. We need to make that like a t-shirt or something. You're spreading the love like maple. <laughs> um, like maple syrup on bacon. But <laughs> either way, um, spread the love. But if you would like to support the show, you can always hit us up on our Koji uh, at pipplayaction.com or our paypal at paperplayaction.com or our cash app at paperplayaction.com actually i don't know why i'm saying dot com we don't have a website but it's all of those <laughs> come on and get on it you guys speak into existence we don't have a website yet get on it that's, <laughs> that's what i'm speaking that's how we're speaking <laughs> to existence <laughs> um but pretty much paper play action is how you find us um Unless you're trying to look for our Twitter, then it's paper underscore action. And that's easy. So you can always hit us up on Twitter and our uh, email to just ask us questions and see how we're doing and get updates and things like that. You know, the stuff that we usually tell you to do so you can get updates and stuff like that, that stuff is there. So paperplayaction.gmail.com and paper underscore action for the Twitter. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I think that's it. I feel like I've got everything. So, <laughs> you guys have a wonderful time. <clears throat> Enjoy yourself. And we will be played out by another and minor track. We will catch you all <laughs> later. Good night. Good night. Good night.